Home is behind, the world is ahead, and there are many paths to tread. Unlikely friends set forth on adventures throughout the Lone Lands. Their journeys will change the course of their lives and, perhaps, the fate of Middle-earth itself. This is The Unsung Tales, a one-ring actual play on the Happy Jacks RPG Network. Hello, and thank you for joining us for session number 19 of The Unsung Tales, a one-ring actual play on the Happy Jacks RPG Network. To find all the sessions of this game, you can visit happyjacks.org slash unsungtales, no the, and to find all the shows on the Happy Jacks Network, you can visit happyjacks.org. My name is Kimmy, I'm your lore master for this incredible campaign that somehow, like, just, like, every week there's, like, a new thing, and every week I'm like, oh, it cannot be better than that, and then eventually we get a moment that is as amazing as that. Um, and so, yeah, um, please know that we are using safety tools for this game. We have X cards in play. We've done lines and veils and everyone, we also do post game conversations. So everyone knows how everyone feels and we're having a good time. Um, but there is definitely not like a lot of gore or even fighting in this game. It's very much vibing in like chill middle earth um, with occasional scary things that aren't really too gory. So enjoy, it's like, cup of tea on a, on a cold day. It's very nice. Um, and these are my amazing players. And we're going to start at this end of the table. Ha! That's me. Yeah, Hello. That's uh, I'm Sam. I play Runa of Bree. Um, she is a human treasure hunter. We are both she, her pronouns. Um, and you can usually catch me climbing things or generally causing chaos. Accurate. Yeah, very. <laughs> Unintentionally, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> 50 50. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Kai. Uh, I use he, they, and she pronouns. I am here to play Erland of Mithland, who uses he, they pronouns and is full of so many feelings right now. So oh many gosh. emotions have happened to this one elf. In a very short time. In a man. very brief amount of time. <laughs> and now we get to bounce it over to our newest member of our fellowship. Welcome! Yay! Hi, I'm Michelle, and I am playing uh, Lyriel of Rivendell, and she is an elf. She, her pronouns, and um, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to see her develop. Yeah. And I want to say hi to the people in chat who are saying hi. <laughs> Good to see you all there. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> oh, ugh. that was unexpected. Can hi, everybody. I'm kidding. Yeah, I, I just forgot how to breathe and speak. I, I don't know. Yeah. You're so excited about Michelle. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly turned into a Cthulhu Mythos monster. Sorry. Uh, so, <clears throat> uh, hi, everybody. I'm Kadev. Uh, I will be playing Hanar of Durin's Folk. Uh, we are both he, him. Uh, and Hanar's got mixed feelings. He was really hoping to find something that would help him be a better dwarf with the secrets of making stuff down there, but now he has to go and help an elf that needs help, mm-hmm. which is also important to him, but he's still a little, little, I don't know. Yeah. Feeling feeling weird about it. Yep. So to recap, so you understand a little bit more about why Hannah is feeling that way. Uh, last time on the Unsung Tales, uh, our wonderful fellowship was in the Swanfleet Swamps, and they had met with the crones there. They'd passed the kind of a test of fighting the ghost bird, and they'd made their way to like this ruin um, with the help of their wonderful otter friends, Lord Paddlefoot. And they made their way down into this, what they discovered was basically a sunken palace. 
that had over the over the centuries sunk down into the marsh. So they went down to the bottom of it um, and discovered as they explored this all these different rooms with different purposes. But they all seem to echo um, the purpose of helping someone remember things. There was a room that was listen and remember, a room that was see and remember. Um, and then there were also carvings, like incredible carvings throughout the whole palace, telling the history of Celebrimbor and some of the great um, works that he made with, uh, he was the one who created uh, many of the rings um, and specifically the three elf rings. So like, as they were going through there, they realized they were looking for Celebrimbor's greatest treasure and each had an idea of what that might be. Hannah was looking very excitedly because this whole place he could tell was dwarven made. Even though it was of elvish design, very clearly something that Celebrimbor himself had designed and been the architect for, for some reason dwarves had actually forged the whole the whole palace and all the things in it, which is a very kind of strange pairing, especially at this point in history. At the time, it wasn't quite as quite as strange, but now it's a little bit of an odd pairing. Um, and as they went through that, they finally um, got to the top. They met with the ghost bird who. Um, was recovering for the, with, from uh, her wounds from their first encounter. And um, they got some clarity about the sleeper was actually a, a person of some type, they thought. Um, and they got past some uh, cursed statues by remembering the name of the sleeper, thanks to Erlen's amazing lore, uh, lore knowledge and, and resources that he just happens to carry at all times with him. And... Uh, they got to the top and they realized that Celebrimbor's greatest treasure was actually his lost love. So, <laughs> um, this lost love had been bitten by a snake, um, which was actually Anatar or Sauron in disguise at the time. So it was poisoned, but they, he didn't want to leave um, Middle-earth for Valinor, even though that would have cured him because he didn't want to leave Celebrimbor. So... Yeah, so he for, he himself was Celebrimbor's uh, protege, so he created a powerful ring himself of sleep to put himself to sleep to stop the poison from overtaking his body. Um, and he went and he put it on in secret in the middle of Swanfleet, where he thought Celebrimbor was trying to get him to go to Valinor, wouldn't find him. Celebrimbor found him and built this palace around him to protect him. So this is basically a huge palace <laughs> to Celebrimbor's love for... Um, so this person has been asleep for ages <laughs> and likely has no idea that Celebrimbor long past has been killed. Um, and at a, as of this point, you can tell that they are still afflicted of the poison. You can still see the puncture wounds in his leg. Um, and so you don't know if waking him up is a good idea. You decided not against that. Um, and you were walking outside your friendly ranger that Leoren sent to help you. Peace out. He was like, okay, I have a lot to think about here. <laughs> Just That's wandered through the the creator of the rings. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a lot for a poor ranger who's like, wait, the ring is like... I feel like he kind of showed up and was like, oh, you guys are a lot. Yeah, we're a lot. <laughs> Whoa. Accurate, yes, accurate. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so, and then you were... Le starting to leave Swanfleet, you hadn't gotten very far, when out from behind a tree, an undescribed, at the time, elf stepped out and said, you are the hardest people to find. <laughs> and that's where we're going to step in with 
our wonderful new friend. Um, and why don't you tell us a little bit about Lyriel? Um, okay. Lyriel was uh, born in Rivendell. She's about 4,000 years old. Uh, she is tall with very long, dark hair and um, very pointy ears. You know, yeah. I don't know if they're extra pointy, but <laughs> she feels they are. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, but um, very pointy ears. And uh, she's just very statuesque. She's very, you know, and like olive skinned and just very, she has a, an air about her. Okay. Um, and uh, in case anyone forgot, uh, Lyriel is the elf that Elrond promised to send you to help you uh, a few episodes ago. Uh, so when you left Rivendell, uh, Lord Elrond uh, had taken the Palantir from you and also pledged to send you some aid as well, since um, your friend Sausage had taken his leave of the Fellowship. And uh, for a time you had a ranger step in, um, but now... I mean, Swan Fleet would not be the number one place I would look for you either, to be fair. <laughs> that's, a, that's a little bit of a, of a stretch there. So, yeah. We got Kiryu. Yes, you did. Um, so, yeah. So, why don't we... And again, the sleeper sounded more like something we could deal with versus Orc Fort. Yes, that's true. Like, uh, yeah. Orc Fortress. Yeah, yeah, Orc Fortress seems a lot. That was uh, a lot. Yeah, I... Yeah. So, they... Uh, Lorfindel, who is... One of the, the the bestest elves on on Middle Earth uh, is uh, Elrond's right hand man, and gave them a map that basically he had kind of started tracking all the darkness that was rising um, from Rivendell, and he gave them a map of things that were cause for concern or rumor. Um, so that's what they picked. They picked to go see what the sleeper was and the rumors of the sleeper, and that's what they discovered. And in the last episode. So why don't why don't we go ahead and start with that scene yeah. with all of you? You step out from behind a tree. You say how hard it was to find them, and you can do your introductions. You are the hardest people to find. You're not wrong, but who are you? Lyriel, I was sent by Elrond. Oh. Oh my goodness. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, hello, yes, um, I am Elrond of Mithland. This is Hannah and Runa. Um, and we are very happy to um, meet you. It's incredible that you found us, actually. Um, did the otters bring you? Oh, yes. Well, I did speak to an otter, but he... Um, he was a very, very confused on direction. Oh, yes. Mm, you must not have had enough shiny things. True, true. Um, so Erland is a not super tall uh, elf, a uh, very, very, very pale skin. Like, he's been walking the world a little bit, and he still, like, pretty much looks like he's lived indoors his entire life. Uh, he has black hair, very, very fine, delicate features. Um, and is, uh, you would probably recognize, dressed in the garb of Mithland, of the Greyhavens. 
Um, and it's like long, flowy, ocean-colored silks, and he wears a leather breastplate over it with a bow on his back and a bag that he holds onto for dear life. <laughs> um, Runa is uh, kind of a tall-ish uh, for a human woman. Um, she's got long, intricately braided um, red hair and definitely dressed like an adventurer um leather tunic that seems to have some kind of fur on the inside um all of her gear looks like super well maintained and very expensive but used um and she has kind of a golden retriever vibe that is very obvious (laughs) and uh hanar's he's wearing sort of traditional dwarven armor but it's underneath just this bright, colorful coat that he kind of wears all the time. It's a lot of little pockets and little things. Um, The best fictional character I can kind of give to kind of give an idea of his personality is sort of David Tomlinson from Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Okay. Right? Like, he's been a traveling merchant for a long time because he's really not good at making things. Like, he (laughs) left the Dwarven City because, you know, in school he was not a good crafter. So... This was how he tried to find a way to make money and make his way in the world. <laughs> yep. With a very large and scary axe. Yeah. Very, yeah. Very oh, yeah. I have two scary. swords. It's yeah. unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> and it has a lot of books. So that's what's in the bag. Yeah. The bag is mostly books. Mostly. <laughs> um, you, um, you were sent to guide us. I'm sorry we got a bit... Um, we had outside aid um but if you wouldn't mind we have to go retrieve a a boat and some some horses well i'm at your disposal oh well then i'm here to aid how i can wonderful but i'm not carrying those books no 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 hardly that's a lot you won't let any of us touch the books it's okay (laughs) i need them Mm-hmm. How's Lurial uh, dressed? Is she more an adventurer? Does she have weapons? She has weapons. She's in like lighter mail, and you know she's she's ready for a fight. Okay. If it if it needs to happen, you know, but she's she's also ready to just kind of walk a lot. <laughs> okay. She's dressed way more capably than Carolyn. Carolyn. Yeah. <laughs> Whose robes are tucked back up underneath his cuirass. I forgot we're walking in the mud again. Um, so his normally like ankle length, think uh, Mediterranean beach vibes, um, but it's all blue and white silks are all just crammed up underneath this leather cuirass because they can't get in the mud. Well, of course not. <laughs> I just envision it like a pair of very poofy bloomers. All tucked up like that. <laughs> like... I love it. Shall we go to Swanfleet again? Well, I suppose. I, I mean, we need to get out of the swamp and to the river to... Get back to is that Is that the plan? We're, we're we taking... The horses. Right, but... What what are we doing with the sleeper? Did we settle that? We're sending help. I've been writing this um letter. Um but also um uh, our companion uh has gone with word as well. Right, right. Yes. We've encountered something very recently that's um peculiar. 
um, a point of, of some some urgency and concern. I guess not urgency because he's been asleep for a very long time. Um, <laughs> urgency with the sinking, though. Yes. I don't think he'd make it another very long time. Yes. Without being lost in the muck. Mm. The hill is like... <laughs> I'm looking. It needs to be solved in our lifetime, so nobody forgets again. Who is he? Um, his name is Calameldon, and he was a um, somewhat of great import to uh, the great smith Calibrimbor. Oh my! And he's asleep. Yes, very soundly. In there. Yes. Yes. And very well preserved. And safe. Yes. Yes. And being guarded by the guardian of these swamps. Excellent. So he's safe for now. Yes. But um, we think that perhaps finding a healer of our people would be in his best interest. Yes. Yes, because if he was put to sleep, then the sleep is not the issue. No, it must be grave his injury. Yes, he was um, afflicted by a, a bite of a servant of the Dark Lord. Oh, that's terrible. Well, then, yes, we should send word. There, I'm sure there are healers in Rivendell who can. Yes. Help him. Yes, yes, yes. I was going to send word to um, Mithland, to Lorien, and to Rivendell. Excellent. But first we need to get out of the swamp. Yes. Thank you for trudging this far. Well, of course. As I said, I'm, I'm here to assist. Did you have any trouble with the swans? I've learned to give them a wide berth. That's what we've heard as well. They're generally... Cantankerous would be the word I would use. Yes. <laughs> As are the denizens of Swampfleet. Oh. And Medcott. And Medcott. Could it be that they're cantankerous for reasons? I mean, the swans are generally cantankerous, but I've not heard that of the other places. Did Ellen just looks out at the swamp and like shifts <laughs> their weight back and forth. Can't imagine why. Very well then. A life of constant dampness, I believe, <laughs> is enough to take many. Are we able to find our way back out of the swamp? I feel like Runa would definitely have been paying attention on the way in with Lord Paddlefoot. Yeah. Um, well, and now that you're not looking for a specific place, you know yeah. the Swan Fleet ends. Pretty much any direction you go in, eventually, it will become not the marsh anymore. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a lot easier to get out of the marsh than it is to find a specific thing hidden in the marshes. Great. So you absolutely can, especially because uh, you have someone who literally just came in and is probably very easily to make their way out. But we do need to ask the question, where are you going? I go back to Tharbad. Back to where we put the boat and the horses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, then we don't change. Yes. You we have a boat to return. Make your way through 
um, a couple otters that you don't recognize as you go through, kind of like check you out and. Ella just waves at them. Same. <laughs> and they, they kind of they like do like a little bit of like, like uh, they know we like like they realize when you wave at them that they oh they know about us. <laughs> they, they kind of peel off. I know your charlatan routine here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, they probably are very used to like when there are travelers, which isn't super often here. Like doing the hey, we can talk. Like give us cool stuff, and then they're like, oh, they wait. They know our they know our tricks. I feel like Runa leaves like a couple shiny things oh. like on some stumps on the way out. Like here you go. <laughs> You're very good at gifts. Yeah, generous is literally on my character Aww. sheet. <laughs> You're both the treasure hunters, and I'm the one that never gives people anything. <laughs> well, I said wisdom. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, all right. So you make your way back to the river um, and kind of the ruins of Theraband. And your boat is there and your impervious ponies are there. Yeah. Perfect impervious ponies. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so Theraband is actually a very like large ruined city. Um, and as you weigh, uh, and as you kind of like make your way in, um, you tied your, your boat and your horses up to, uh, just kind of, did you, did you do it on like ruined docks, kind of an empty space? Did you do it in the city or kind of to the edge? I, I don't think we specified. Yeah, I would say ashore, but not in the city. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, we've run into enough scary things in ruins <laughs> and the like. Yeah. I mean, it's a ruin for a reason of some sort. Yeah. Hanar doesn't know why, but... I think we knew that you knew places to hide them. Yes. Yeah. I have... I, that's what. That's right. I did say I traveled down here. This, mm-hmm. this was kind of my turnaround point in my, my route. And you probably, I think we talked about it, and I think we did say that you would know. Um, the city was pretty much... Route, there was some flooding, and then there was, like, a plague that went through that kind of finished off the city. Um, there had been some flooding, and... The, the flooding kind of did some damage, made it not super appealing to people to move back into. Um, and breeze right there. Why would you? <laughs> I mean, there's Swan Fleet right there. Why oh. would you? You can just move into the swamp. Yeah. I think Erlen's been to Tharbad, but good luck getting directions out of him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So you find your boat and the ponies. Um, and uh, do you have a horse with you or a pony? Um, sure. <laughs> like just so I'm not walking stuff. behind everyone. Yeah. I mean, I'm also, I'm also walking. Yes. Because oh, everybody's okay. in our loadout. Yeah. Well, in my, in my special version of the loadout, elves can go as fast as ponies. Because you're oh, so okay. nice. Magic, yeah. Well, and I mean, then, then I don't have to have one, yeah. you know, because I don't know where I would have put it while I was in the swamp. I wouldn't take a pony into the swamp. We didn't yeah. either. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we'll just say our elves are walking. I saw the never-ending story. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no. No, Kimmy, don't look. <laughs> Still two pieces. <laughs> I don't remember it. Okay. Uh, okay. And so now you have your, your boat and your ponies and your new friend. And now where do you like to go? Are we still going to head to Bree? That was kind of our original plan. Yeah. Um, what are we doing with our borrowed boat? I think we have a boat that we borrowed from your um, lord of your house. Um, borrowed or 
Borrow. No, it will. Oh, oh, oh. Freely, freely <laughs> lent. Freely. <laughs> yes, the um, actually the princes um arranged it. Um, yeah, they're super fun. Uh, you would have heard rumors. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when our fellowship visited the last homely house, um, they made quite the impression. Uh, Elrond's twin sons, um, who in our version of Middle Earth are a little bit the Brodu elves, uh, made best friends with Bruna, like climbing waterfalls and hanging out and like sword fighting a lot of the day. Um, and uh, Erland uh, met this human who's been living in Rivendell for a while, this young young boy around the age of 12. So going by Estelle, who knows who that is? Some guy. Aragorn, that's a kid. Um, and uh, Hanar actually was getting uh, lessons in drawing because at one point Hanar touched one of the Palantir and had visions of Valinor of in, during the Age of the Trees. Um, and he's been trying to learn to draw so he can recapture those images mm. and kind of so he could show people what it really looked like because most of the elves who are still in Middle-earth have never actually seen them with their own eyes. Mm. So um, they had quite the time and were Everyone was very amused and very interested in this very strange group of, of friends who was in Rivendell. So when you got back to Rivendell after they'd left, you would have heard all of these things. And the princes, um, Eladen and Elro here, were probably talking all about Runa a whole bunch and how much fun it was and all these things. So, um, yeah, they had uh, quite the time. And they did drop off a Palantir, which is one of the seeing stones, which they had found and they had brought to Rivendell for safekeeping because it is a very frightening object <laughs> while not evil in and of itself some it, of them yeah, yeah it can be used exactly yeah. and it is on the evil party line yes. yeah yeah <laughs> exactly. literally huh. the group chat <laughs> too evil yes we're like two for two on finding forgotten secret like important things in a body of water yeah yeah swamp and a lake yeah, yeah. that's true surprisingly we didn't find anything in the ocean we didn't go that far. That's true. Also, don't though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, what could you find in the ocean that would cause problems? Hey, hey, Kimmy. Love <laughs> saying stuff like that because guy's eyes get really big. <laughs> really Kimmy had me so scared that we had found a Silmaril for like a session and a half. <laughs> <laughs> the energy and the adrenaline in the room was very high. Um, all right, so. We were traveling to Bree, and I think that might be the best course of action because there I can um, we can hire some messages. Agreed. Because um, I don't foresee any of the cities in this swamp having messengers that can get to the elven city of Lothlorien. I don't think so. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely not we the could go that way. We could. Um, it is a hard journey. I'm, um, I must say, I've always wanted to. Uh, I, so here's something. See, you were infectious, the both of you. I looked up stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, as of right now, it is sort of common dwarven knowledge that Balin. Has set up a colony and is fairly successful at taking back Moria, mm -hmm. as far as we know. Yeah, and I actually don't know where in the timeline exactly it is that he dies. 
think he's still down in Moria. We have a date, but I think it's much closer to Lord of the Rings than where we are. Yeah. yeah so like, at so as of right now, we could probably go through there, right? That's the fast way through. <laughs> We can we can do that. That would be totally fine. Go to Moria. No problems there. <laughs> I mean we have to get over the mountains somehow. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Uh, there's also over, a, under? a pass near where we first started this game. Uh um, You're forgetting a third option around. Yes. We could go through Dunland and go south. In fact, I hear the Gap of Rohan is quite um, beautiful going into the winter. That's on the bigger map that I sent yeah. you digitally. Yeah. yeah. It's not on this one. Not on our journey map, yeah. Mm. I've never been there. I haven't either. As we're approaching winter, I'm not sure how wise it would be to go into the mountains. Well, if we go to the Gap, the should mostly be open field mm-hmm. it's quite a journey but i i wouldn't mind it never mind it well, it just comes down to how quickly we want to resolve this sleeper situation the quicker thing to do does seem to be to go to brie and send word in multi-directions this less exciting option, though. Well, and that one does have, um, like, you can, I totally fine with either option as the lore master. Um, I mean, this is obviously someone of great import, um, and just sending messengers, you wouldn't necessarily know if anyone responded. Yeah. They all responded, if nobody responded. So, that's the math I have going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Totally an option there. Well, we know two of the major elf cities could talk to each other now. That's true. If Elrond's actually using the Palantir. Well, I mean, isn't there some way to signal that you want it? If you're a person with one, you can't... No. That's the risk. Yeah. Ah. And there's also the risk if you're not... Unreliable magic. Super unreliable. Well, they've been, it's been corrupted. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah. if you're looking to the west, you're you're good. So, technically, Elrond could probably call uh, the Grey Havens with no problem. Um, mm. But Kirden uh, calling back to Rivendell is not west, so that that puts at risk that he may also have yeah. like darkness. And that's not what he uses his for. No. No. So, well, it's not. I mean, you could go to Elrond and be like, "Hey, could you call?" the other people and see what happens. Oh, do the Elves of Lorien have one as well? I'm going to imagine that there's a way for them to communicate, but I don't think it's that. Ah. Well, we do have this boat to return. Anyway. We could take it back to Rivendell, deliver a message in person, and send the other two. Or do we just send the boat with a note on it down the river to Mithland? Anyone could find the note, though. Yes, we don't I'm... need to be super specific. Yes, but we need to be quite specific. I would say let's take the boat to Rivendell. That seems wise. 
I think that would be our best course of action because then they could easily come and retrieve this person. That makes sense. And then we're a bit more centrally located to wherever. And we can report back to um, Glorfindel of what we found. Yes. That it isn't some mark of shadow, that it is swan people, not swan people. And um, the sleeper is someone of good. Probably someone he knows. Very well. Could be. Right? He's also a very old elf. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right, then. Back up the river, then. All right. Um, Similar to last time, uh, we're not going to do the journey mechanic for the river. Um, But if you do end up going around to Rohan and Laura, then we're definitely going to use it. I may also put in your brain. It might be a good time when you get to Rivendell to do uh, a fellowship phase. Because we have so many points. (laughs) So many points. That's a good point. Um, So we're going to have you... This will be our fourth, right? Yeah, uh, yes, I think so. So that means it's a a special one. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, we get to do extra stuff. I came in at the right time. You did. Yeah. Yule and Rivendell? That sounds awesome. That sounds wonderful. It's not really yeah. like Yule Yule, though. We're having summer Yule. We've been a lot slower so than... Yeah. yeah. We've been a lot like more methodical with keeping in time. Um, so we'll do a... Uh, we'll do a fall. Oh, okay. We're going into fall. Yeah. Oh, oh. We're going to look awesome. <laughs> Things get harder, though. I'm scared. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, so you go back up the river. I do want to do, um, I think we did one roll last time for everyone on the journey table, just to see something that happened on the way. Yes. Um, so we're going to do that same thing. So, um, I would like, this is very much not how general, usual journeys go, Michelle, but, um, as you go, I'm going to have you each roll. Um, I think it was journey. Travel? Travel. Mm-hmm. Travel, that's what it is. Travel. There you go. I found my cheat sheet. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'd like you to roll travel. And then you're going to roll a feet die for the journey event table. So travel, I'm rolling what? So you're going to roll your feet die, which is a d12, one of the ones mm-hmm. that I put on with Sharpie. Mm-hmm. And then however many pips you have in travel is that's how many d6s you add to it. All right, let's go around the table and see what happens. We'll start it with Hannah this time. All right, so on the first, it takes a couple days. You're, you're going to go up, up there. It takes a while. So this is a vague sense of time. We're not going to do like... Sure. Yeah. So the first event that's going to happen on your trip up the river, Hannah. Uh... Did you succeed? Just a normal failure. A normal failure. Okay. <laughs> Nothing and... tremendously bad, but... We're going to see. Well, I uh... mean, on the this roll, okay. I didn't get an eye. I I also didn't get any Tengwars. I just straight didn't make it. Okay. Because uh, I please... rolled a one on Ooh. my feet die. So. Yes, would you please roll a, a feet die, please? Seven. A seven. Okay, on a seven, there's a mishap. So this actually is going to happen. So um, so what is the, the mishap that occurs that adds an extra day to your journey? 
Hmm. Also, uh, the dog just came in. So if you hear panting, I'm very excited to play this game, but I'm not, I'm not that excited. <laughs> just so you know. No, that's the person-sized yes. dog in the room. Yeah, Fenris, aka Raniar, has joined <laughs> joined the party in the in the room. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I think mm, I think we are trying to go back upriver. Mm-hmm. It's a little more difficult uh, because we're not going with the flow. Yeah. Uh, and we get to an area with a little bit of rapids to it. Mm. Uh, I think the boat capsizes. Oh. oh no. Yeah. So we have to recover the boat from the base of the rapids and drag it upriver and maybe even do the, you know... Um, there's a word for that, and it's totally flown from my head. The where you pull your whole boat from the river Beach and you it? carry it a ways on land and then put it back. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a term it, out there. Yeah, it'll happen in like yeah. ten minutes. We're just shouting sh- yeah, yeah. it in the middle of the next scene. Or chat will tell me before yeah. I can remember. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, I think that like we lose a whole day because we have to. That's right. Portage. Portage. Yeah. 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 Or, yeah, yeah. Or potage. I think, yeah, it's with an R. Portage, oh. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, so, I think that we start going up. We end up hitting a rock that's under the water. Like, you can't really see it. It's just yeah. in the rapids. And it we all lurch off into the water and get to shore okay. Because mm-hmm. it's not, like, disaster, no. right? So, then we have to drag the horses and see yeah. what gear we can fish out and get the boat from the base of the rapids where it slows down again. It takes a while. Yeah, it takes a while for sure. Okay. I buffed the spot where we hit the rock. Yeah. <laughs> can't return the boat to Elrond looking like that. Especially no, as a captain. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I am going to have each of you mark a fatigue for that. Yeah, that's fair. I tend to just add up fatigue. Yeah. Rather than. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Michelle, your turn. All right. So, so you're going to roll your your travel. I rolled it. Okay. <laughs> and did you meet or exceed your uh, skill number there? Number. Or, uh, right. For. So the one in the. For heart. Right. Heart. Heart. Yeah. No, you you failed to. Okay. Yeah. Please roll the the feet die, which is the d12, and tell me what what you get. Ooh, a uh, reminder that we took we took these down by two when we started. You did that. You did that. Okay, I remember that. Awesome. Um, I rolled a two. A two. Okay. Oh. Ooh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay, ill choices. Ooh, no. Oh, no. All right. So the target gains one shadow point <gasps> red. So, yeah. So we're going to have you add one shadow point, which you will be able to get rid of very close soon because yeah. we're going to... This never happened to us on a journey. No. Though. No. So... I want you to think, and we can give ideas if you want to. Um, what is it that happens as you're going? And maybe it has to do with what happened with the capsizing of the boat um, that just fills you with unique dread or awareness of the darkness that has kind of been starting to impede into Middle Earth. If you want a minute to think about it, we can move on and come back to you. That's totally okay, too. I think that, you know, while we're carrying the boat, we're wet. Sun setting, mm-hmm. we're cold, and um, 
we're so wet that a fire we, we can't even do a fire mm -hmm. and i can hear things around us okay. um, uh, i'm going to add to that and at one point maybe while you're on watch um you're going around and you see something that you've never seen before it's a little bit bigger than human sized and it seems to have like wings you don't see it clearly but it's like you're looking up at the stars which are so special to the elves you're just kind of collecting yourself after a very frustrating day of a capsized boat and you just see this thing kind of flit across the sky and you can't tell if it's flying or jumping or what but it, it's equivalent to a extremely large bat and it just okay. gives you like chills and you can't see it super clearly but it just it puts you ill at ease okay back what were those guys called again uh, uh silent yeah. doom silent right doom. something horrible they were silent doom and <laughs> darn it i don't remember what the word was yeah it's my character i love them yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> weird english guy. carrying that boat is called portage in spanish we call it escrude Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yep, that's accurate. Um, so uh, whether you decide to mention that to your companions or not is up to you, but that gives you one point of shadow. I think I might keep it to myself for now, because if it's bugging me, I don't want to freak them out. Okay. Oh. All right, Ireland. I rolled travel. It didn't go oh, well. No. <laughs> wow. This is not a good a hard journey. I never succeed on travel. Yeah. But usually everyone it kind of balances out. But yeah. okay. Um, I roll favored. Yeah. And I never succeed on travel. Oh, no. <laughs> it's fine. Uh no, I failed. Nothing spectacular, but I failed. Okay. I'm gonna roll that for you now. Okay. <laughs> Three. Okay. Uh <laughs> also ill choices. So we're going to say this is a few nights later. And what is it uh, that, that fills Erland with a bit of dread? I think looking over all of the notes from the palace and um, thinking about how eagerly he went to cynicism. Mm -hmm. um, kind of catches him off guard because he's been headed ever since talking to um, uh, Kyrdan he's been headed towards this kind of brighter uh, view of what's happening and then to be in Celebrimbor's palace and to crave for it to be something powerful and to see it as possibly only being sinister mm. um, and I think it's both a comment as to how dark the world has become around him, but also how much still, even though he has healed from touching the Palantir and all of these other things, that it's still not gone. And I think it's kind of also an acknowledgement that it's not one and done. And remembering that he will carry this back to Valinor one day and have to explain all of that to Meren. Yeah, that absolutely. Uh, and you get one shadow point. Yeah, treat for me. <laughs> <laughs> and Runa. 
I succeed with a tank war. Okay, well, <laughs> somebody <laughs> had to. Let's go. Never here. <laughs> uh, so Runa roll, understood the assignment. <laughs> so if you roll a six on the uh, on the d sixes, it's called a tenguar, and it's like a super success. So just okay. let me know when you have those. Okay. Um, even if you fail your overall roll, it can help kind of alleviate some of the damage, <laughs> at least in my game. Because yeah. why not? Uh, all right, and will you please roll on the feet guy? I sure will. Eight. Eat. All right. Okay. Uh, you find a shortcut. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> I love that. So we're going to reduce the length of the journey by one day. We're going to... You can't find a shortcut because it's a river. Um, sure. But, I, I mean, it could be also, like, maybe when you're carrying the boat, you, like, cut off part of the day. But we also can do... Maybe just have a really great day with favored winds. Oh, and yeah. it's just, like, that really helps you, like, come in at the end of the journey to Rivendell a little bit earlier than you thought. I was thinking, like, maybe the twins told me some story about them, like, going down this river or something, so I know where, like, the rocks are and, like, stuff to avoid. So we get through kind of, like, a rough part, like, way quicker than we would have. I love it. Because I remember their dumb story about how they capsized a boat here. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Amazing. All right. Very good. And, all right. And you have made it back to Rivendell. Um, we are going to uh, tweak things just slightly. Um, uh, we're going to do your arrival in just a moment. Um, we are going instead of having it be a um, Yule, well, we're going to do a fall equinox. Yeah. So it'll be still and the flavor of of things. Um, so it will be a very special fellowship phase. Um, but first, we can. We're not going to really worry about um, the journey mechanics and uh, all of that. But we are going to do our fellowship phase. There's a bunch of stuff we can do now that we've never gotten to do before. So yeah. much stuff, yeah. So there are basically three kind of uh, phases. You can do a journey phase, which we do quite a lot. There's a fellowship phase, which after big events, um, that's when we get to use your, your points. Um, where you get to like heal yourselves and get rid of shadow points if you want. And there's special things in the Yule one, which we're going to do for the first time in just a moment. Um, and there's also council phases. So if you're asking an NPC or someone really important to do something um, they normally wouldn't just do, then you do a council phase and you have to like roll and petition them, which we had to do with Elrond last time. <laughs> um, so that's what we're going to be working on right now. And in your cheat sheet packet, there should be the phases and there should also be one specifically um, about, it's too many pages of notes, um, the fellowship phase and the Yule phase. Okay, so for at least for us, the fall equinox. Too many things. Um, we need to set the duration. So we're going to start off. Um, actually, let's role play your arrival yeah. first, and then we'll get into so say, the mechanics. The the um, how involved what needs to happen next with uh, Swan Fleet would okay. probably dictate how long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. We could probably, we probably need to make a case for, like, we may have to do a council phase if you're asking specifically for help. So we might be doing multiple phases in this game <laughs> or in the session tonight. Um, so the first thing you're going to notice as you're going up the river, um, you hear some horns being blared. They're hunting horns. 
Um, and as you get closer, you hear the sh delighted shouts of the Prince Twins as they see their friend Runa, and they're blowing on their hunting horns, and <laughs> uh, you see one of them like climbing down one of the cliffs to kind of come meet you down near the docks of the river, um, and you see other uh, uh, um, citizens of Rivendell coming to the, the edges of their beautiful indoor-outdoor lifestyle buildings and looking down at the river to see what all the hullabaloo is about and uh, delighted to see you're coming back because you are very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> we are not boring. <laughs> a lot of things boring is not one of them. Um, and you are coming home. How long has it been since you've been home? Obviously, you got word from Elrond. Did you, were you in Rivendell? And when you got word that he wanted you to come find these adventurers? Um, I'm going to say I was in, what's the one with the L? Lorian? Lorian, thank you. Awesome. Okay. Mm. So you uh, took quite, well, you could have gone over the mountains, which is very impressive if you did that <laughs> on your own. We'll say you did. <laughs> sure. You came over the mountains. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then... Uh, that's where you met them in Swampley, because it was pretty close to, to there. Um, you could have also gone around that, the longer way, which we were talking about. So, But on your own traveling, it's possible, especially as an elf, if you have some skill in sneaking, that you'd be able to get over the mountain um, much more easily than a group of people with horses right. and a bunch of stuff like that, without being noticed by very scary things. So we'll say you did that. Um, and maybe you even have no, you know, news of maybe what's happening in Moria and things like that. We'll see that in a few minutes. Um, all right. And uh, you make your way up. Um, you stable your horses. Um, you notice that the the stunning, beautiful horse that you saw last time is not there at the moment. Its stall is still there, but it's empty at the moment. Um, and yeah, you make your way back into uh, the last homely house and everyone is very excited to see you. And people are greeting you. Hanar, your art teacher, is there and very excited to see you. People are gathering at the doors and like welcoming you in, greeting you. There's some people singing. Um, it's not like a formal thing. It's just like a spontaneous elven song of joy at your return to their Aww, home. That's so nice. Yeah. Oh. I know what real elven songs of joy sound like now. Yeah, too. now we really know how they... Yeah. Um, this is beautiful. It is not... Sure. Yeah. This it's... is the cover band version. Yeah. It's well, a little bit... <laughs> I mean, Hanar's pretty impressed with himself. He doesn't think he's as happy as elves that think that evil is done. Yes. Yeah. Like, his arrival is not that level of <laughs> time to sing. Yeah. Like, okay. So, uh, yeah. And you come in, and you're offered food, and people chat and ask what you've been up to, and are you, are you interested in telling them, or are you just, we've been adventuring? Uh, Elrond is not there at the moment. It's just kind of the the people. Um, I think Runa would avoid the what we found in a sunken palace and tell people all the other stuff. Like, okay. we fought the ghost bird. Look, this is one of its feathers. And I made friends with the old crones, even though they were not friendly. Uh, and we saw an otter, and it talked. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, 
very still interested and the ghost bird is fascinating to them. Talking otters and they seem surprised, like we didn't realize there were any still that many awakened creatures in the world. Um, that must be interesting that they've passed that knowledge on for so many generations because otters don't live for very long, especially if you're an elf. It's a very, very short period of time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you were welcomed, you were fed, your horses are stabled, um, and you are able to have a council with Lord Elrond if you wish. Um, one of uh, one of his uh, helpers comes and says, hey, welcome, you know, Lord Elrond makes you welcome. Uh, welcome home. We are very happy that you've managed to find our uh, adventuring friends. Mm. Some of us had taken wagers on how long it would take you. Uh, not because of your abilities, of course, but because our friends are full of many surprises we have learned. Mm. Um, but obviously, did a very quick work of it, Lyriel. Do I get a share in any of the uh, the bounty from those wagers? Uh, well, I, I myself, of course, would not make any wagers, but uh, I can slip you some names and maybe you should see a few people about it. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Lord Elrond is uh, currently occupied, but he sends you uh, greetings, bids you make yourselves at home. We will make your rooms ready as before. And uh, if you would like to speak with him, if you have business or news, uh, please let me know and I will make arrangements for you to speak with him post-haste. We, um, we do have news, um, and I see that Lord Glorfindel, um is he away? Uh, indeed. We are expecting him back in the next day or so. Wonderful. Um, we would very much so like to speak to Lord Elrond. Uh, we do have news of some import. Again. Oh, indeed. All right. Um, you don't have another palette. No. Oh. No. Nothing so dire. No. Oh, good. He looks a little relieved. <laughs> um, but still quite important elf news. Something quite um, oh. splendid. Oh. Oh, excellent. Well, glad tidings indeed. Most excellent. I, I will tell um, uh, Elrond, and we will see as soon as you can uh, speak with him as soon as possible. So, thank you. Polite bow, leaves the room, and uh, um, would you like to do the council first? Would you like to do some of our fellowship phase first and then go into after a vacation stay at Rivendell end with a counseling phase as players? I feel like maybe council phase first. Yeah. first. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like these. I don't the think we want to like yeah. rest up before <laughs> like breaking we'll the news. In a bit. And I feel like over the journey, we've kind of clued you in as to how crazy this palace was with yeah. all of the details. And like, by the way, there's like an entire relief that was like the size of the entire tower of the Forging of the Rings. And oh, uh, oh there was also like, you know, Sauron before we knew he was evil and all that stuff. Like we told you Everything, all of it. Yeah. Cursed death statues. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The thing they were referring to with the songs, the, the Listen and Remember had a chair in it where they could sit and hear the songs of the elves of Aragion when they mm. thought that evil had been expelled from the world forever. And it was just like this, like, such perfect joy in song. That, mm. Yeah, and it was clearly echoes of the past, um, but they all 
they each got to hear their own song for that because each song was tailored for the person who sat in the chair. So that's why when they hear elves sing now, it's it's really nice, but just not not that nice. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's just like a little bit of when you see that perfect sunset, and it's like all oh, the other sunsets are really nice too. Well, this but, is pretty. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Um, we'll say then, um, like you're able to go back to your rooms. You're assigned the same rooms as last time. You have obviously an actual home in yeah. in Rivendell. Um, you're able to clean up a bit, um, change clothes if you want, uh, get the dust of the road, or uh, I guess a spray of the river off your feet. The muck. <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah muck. muck. You get to finally be completely dry <laughs> <laughs> after being in a swamp and then on a river and then being dumped into a river and then <laughs> getting back on a boat um, before you uh, are summoned uh, and Oh, Lord Elrod would like to see it. Reminds me of so many days at fair. <laughs> so many days at fair. Oh, the dust. Oh, man. Oh. And just like it gets on everything, especially after that many weekends in a row. All right. Sorry. Love this work at Renaissance Fair. Those of you who didn't know that. Okay. Anyway. Um, all right. So you are summoned to um, this time, uh, Elrod is actually in the Hall of Fire. So he's not in kind of his council room where his big chair is and the fanciness. Um, he is in a little bit uh, more comfortable attire. Um, and he's sitting having a conversation with seem, seemingly some friends. Uh, and there's some people singing on the side, but nothing formal. People are just kind of around this big um, fire pit in the center on these risers that are built into the grounds. Um, and chit-chatting and snacking and kind of the vibes of like uh, a, a Greek hangout party, but not quite that, like, like more casual than that. Um, so it's not an official party, but this is just a kind of a gathering place for this community um, around the fire. Nice. So, and he, he very much seems to be trying to give the impression that this is not like a formal audience. Like he is welcoming you here as his friends, um, which is kind of special. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, uh, my friends, welcome. Welcome back to, to Rivendell. It makes my heart glad that you have returned to my house so soon. Uh, it is unexpected, but I hear that you had quite an adventure with crones and talking otters and even a capsized ship. Oh, yes. My ship is all right, right? Yes, I m made sure that it was, um, whole upon its return. I would expect nothing less of Kierden's prize pupil. You don't want to be. <laughs> uh, so, oh, but someone said that there was something else that you discovered, and I have to warn you, if you have brought another palantir, I will have to send you out of my home. <laughs> no. <laughs> he said that, like, kind of joking. <laughs> but not. <laughs> yeah, but not. <laughs> yeah, it's like eh, there's a little edge there. It's like mm, oh. Erlen takes it as the threat of uh, it, that it should be <laughs> taken as. Just out of character question: Is Elrond old enough to have known the sleeper? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah? yeah. Okay. Yeah. I... yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was friends with Kelgrim Bor. Oh, um, <laughs> Pierce. So. Well, even better news then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. We found a unique treasure in the swamp. Indeed. 
You've heard the rumors of the sleeper, of course. Glorfindel has gone on about many things in the lands. I do recall at one point him going on about a rumor of a a creature uh, called the sleeper that was somewhere in the swan fleets. It's we, not a creature. Oh, we found them. Oh, indeed. It, Your hesitation it gives me pause. Um, Lord Elrond, I, I hope you believe me when I say this. It's quite peculiar, but we found Calameldon. He looks like taken aback for a moment and takes a breath. We often wondered where he'd met his end. No. He, he's... It's complicated, but he's resting. He is the sleeper. He lives. Oh. He is grievously wounded. Yes, uh, he was bitten by a, a snake, if I recall. That at the time, we did not know it was one of darkness, but it infected him quite severely. And it was... Uh, he left, and we assumed that he'd gone to Valinor and met his end. Now that I've specifically spent time looking at not one of the three elven rings, but mm -hmm. of the same make, yeah. does Elrond wear his, like, all the time? <laughs> <laughs> or is it, like, in a jewelry box oh, and he God, just pulls no. it on when oh, no. he needs he it? would never take it off. No. Okay. I, I don't so, know. Yes. To sleep with an on object. <laughs> yeah. Great. He's got, like, the dramatic, like, indoor-outdoor lifestyle sleeves that are kind of, like, droopy. <laughs> um, that are, are, have the, like... <laughs> indoor-outdoor lifestyle. I love it. <laughs> it's, like... The vibe we've gone with. Oh, yeah. um, so it's like very long, but there are times when like he moves or makes a gesture, you would absolutely see a uh, stunning ring on his finger. Hmm. I please continue. Yeah. I that was a <laughs> yeah. observational yeah, yeah, yeah. question, not a yeah, conversation. And definitely as a dwarf, you clock right. that that would yeah. be. Yeah. Wait a minute. I've probably was... seen it engraved on the wall at this point. Yeah, right. exactly. I mean, like we saw the making of it. Of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he made himself an enchanted ring. Another ring of his make. Ah, oh. I think and... it was not in the carvings we saw. Correct. The carvings we saw. Oh. Um, so in the swamp, there is a whole palace that's sort of in the swamp, like the top is kind of ground level and we had to go all the way down into it. Um, and there's beautiful carvings of um, so much history about how the rings were made and yes, many, many things. Your, your great smith was much better at smithing than architecture. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> you speak of Celebrimbor. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. The palace was made by Celebrimbor? Yes. Well, Designs. Design. Specifically, the dwarf is like, Perhaps you should sit. 
Mm-hmm. He kind of like waves his hand and someone brings over um, like the tea flavored alcohol that we love. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that the elves drink. Um, and so the palace was designed by Kelbrimbor and it was, it, it had it sunk into the marsh? It is currently sinking. Oh. At a, At a slow sedate pace. It is rate. not immediately in peril of disappearing. But its progress is not small. I'm certain it made it so very difficult to find. Apologies again. Not at all. It is well protected by the ghost bird, protector of the swamp. Who is not a ghost or a bird. And some magical statues of Celebrimbor's make. And it... And this is where he lives now? No. He... Exists. He dwells somewhere between perishing and living. Ah, the ring. It seems to keep him asleep, but it has done nothing to arrest the illness that he is afflicted with from the snake bite. Clarifying it has it has stopped. It has arrested. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, nothing to heal it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, and Caliburnball left instructions for him should he wake but I fear that in Celebrimbor's um, absence this has uh, all been left to rot and I fear that now Calameldon needs aid indeed Celebrimbor searched for many years to find a cure for that snake bite many of us thought as a precaution against it happening again after Calameldon had left or perished, Hildrimbor would never speak of it. Now I guess we know why. It is a secret trove for his... He kind of pauses for a moment. Dear friend. Well, we must send aid. We have discovered and learned much about healing in the ages that have passed since Celebrimbor's death. He looks very, like, troubled and just... It is a miraculous thing that your curiosity may, in fact, save the life of one of the greatest craftsmen of all of Elven culture. If you hadn't simply looked at that map and decided to go that direction, what if could have just sunk into the mud? He seems like sort of pensive about that. It was a calling. Indeed. It seems that you have many such moments that may in fact be change change the very fate of many of us. There have been many things happening as of late that seem to be weaving a pattern. And I must confess, my friends, that there's much darkness in that pattern. But there are moments and threads, like your friendship, that give me hope that seem like bright points in the tapestry. I'm very pleased to know you. It's an honor to be in your home. 
well, we may be able to heal Helmeldon. We do have great healers here. We can send them to try and help him. Would you want to accompany them? Or do you feel that your calling and your need is pulling you somewhere else in the tapestry? He kind of smiles a little bit at his metaphor. <laughs> like that metaphor. Part of him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's many more things out there to be found and to, to do. And I certainly am not one for helping with healing, I'm afraid. He tries to look a little surprised, like to just kind of humor you a little. Oh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> I... My healing knowledge is rudimentary at best. I don't know what help I could be. Um... I would be of no aid, but um, you should be on a ship for reasons that I think you would understand, Lord Elrond. Indeed. His. Well, again, with Blakely and Santos, I'm sure you know, especially if you read Kilbrimbor's words to Kalmeldar. Kilbrimbor held much pain from his lineage and the weight of what he had inherited weighed heavy on his shoulders and after Kalmeldon and what eventually transpired with the rings that weight was even greater he loved Kalmeldon dearly their love was a wonder and a beauty. It, as sad as it was, it seemed right that it end before the darkness came. It would have been snuffed out anyway. But the fact that Calameldon is still alive brings me hope. And I do think we should ask him, but I having known them and known their love, I do think he will wish to go to the West and at least wait for his love to leave the halls of Mandos eventually. But it will be his decision. Yes. That is my, and it is my thought as well. So you seem to, keenly understand that, dear friend. It was a very enlightening experience. I too know what it's like to have a great ocean between you and the one you love. And my children bring me great joy and sometimes a little bit of a headache. <laughs> But they, uh, she, he looks a little over at that. Smirks a little. And it is for their sakes that I continue to stay. And because there are so few of us who have fought the darkness, and in case it does rise again, it looks a little bit like dark in that moment. Like he knows things that are coming mm -hmm. that he doesn't want to say out loud. Mm -hmm. um, 
there are reasons that I stay. And I know in my heart, or hope in my heart, that I someday soon will also be able to take that journey west. And he kind of taps you on the shoulder, or pats you on the shoulder, like, it is a big decision. And he kind of looks around at his great house that he has built, and looks a little, like, wistful at the thought of leaving it. Um, and I got so into that, I totally forgot to have you do a council phase. But he's agreed to go help you, so good job. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel like that was a very difficult no. No. council phase. Hey, right it's you know how you had someone that you really loved that got hurt by something yeah, really exactly. dark? That just yeah. happened again. You should do something moment, about it. It felt so natural, yeah. especially because they'd like known each other. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. oh, this yeah. feels, he would not yeah. be like, no. It's a lot smaller of an ask than what take this line here, please. Yeah. Um... So, uh, yeah, so he will uh, send his um, best healers. We give him very detailed instructions. Yes. Uh, he does not take those instructions, but he sends the healers to you to get those instructions. Yes. Um, we won't, we'll do a, a montage moment of that with you, like, drawing maps, Hanar, with your new drawing skills. Sure. And, yeah. uh, you know, writing different names, and different places, writing down the ghost bird's true name, and that, that he's, mm-hmm. you know, she's expecting them. Um, point out where the crones are and avoid and also tell them to take herbs just herbs, in case so many herbs <laughs> so many herbs of herbs the great herbs of Rivendell which will make them happy I think Erlen tries to say like they're going to say strange things about this tower do not correct them but he, I think he's just like you know what I'm just going to let this go they can, figure it, out. They can yeah. figure it out yeah yeah that's going to be they try and like clean up all the the crone stuff they've left from no. the tower yeah, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> well, I think I'd specifically be like, look, they've done a good job watching after this for generations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I think yeah. uh, Runa would mention that they have sort of this like mythos and um, this almost religion built yeah. up around it, 100%. and that we did not dissuade them of that notion yeah. um, because we don't want to disrupt their way of life, yeah. basically. And I think the the other note to add to that, Erland would also say that um, once they take Kalameldon, that place is just a ruin, just like everywhere else. Mm-hmm. And it should be theirs. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, the elves agree and see no harm in leaving it to the people who've actually been taking care of it and have very great faith in it and may someday after all the elves leave be the only mythos or kind of lore left about this place so and the only ones who really know how to get there and they kind of like the idea of even after even after they leave that somebody at least remembers that it was there mm-hmm. they appreciate that so all right uh, let's go ahead and then move into our fellowship phase. Ah, weed. All right. So, fellowship phase. So, you're going to set the duration. So, basically what this is, is it is um, me- mechanizing what we t- kind of do anyway as a group, which is vibe and be friends together and, like, Middle-earth. Um, but this is the f- where you can, like, sped points and things like that. It was funny. The first time we did it... We, when we went into fellowship phase, we're like, oh, this is all the stuff we did last session. Except Oops, we were we just role-playing it because we liked it and we felt like it was <laughs> the right time for it. Okay, we're going to do it now, mechanized. Um, so you can set your duration. 
Um, for the Yule, I believe it's supposed to be a little bit longer. Um, and in the Yule, um, for us, it'll be, I'm sorry, Fall Equinox. Yes. Um, you can actually travel home and different things like that. So it is not just you have to stay in Riverdale. Obviously, you're home already. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you wanted to go, you know, visit Mifflin, or if you wanted to go to Brie or things like that yeah. for the big, um, the big fellowship phases, you are able to do so. Okay. Um, so it's a little, it's a little bit different and it should be at least, uh, it could be anywhere from like two weeks to a full, uh, winter season for this one. It should probably be at least a month. Okay. It's supposed to be for most of like what you do for winter. Mm -hmm. Um, we're budging it a little bit with being fall. Um, but I'd like for you, but you probably should stay for at least a season, um, or you can spend the time by relaxing or busying yourselves with your own personal work or studies. So you're here in um, Rivendell already, but if you'd like to go somewhere else, that's also something you're allowed to do during the Yule, I believe. Yeah. I mean, we can in other fellowship phases. I don't see why we wouldn't be able to. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, specifically as individuals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we don't have to go together. You don't no. have to go together. Right. Gotcha. So during Yule, you decide, hey, I want to go visit Grandma and my mom. Right. Um, then this you is, can go do that. It's also our chance to be like, I'm going to go home and read about her. having a child. Yeah. Or uh. <laughs> So you can start having uh, heirs and such things. If gotcha. Um, Kimmy, can I borrow your copy of the book? Yes. It's the paper this version's a lot easier to find things in. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, um, so once you set your duration, um, you will each kind of, uh, let's see, in most cases, the company disbands for Yule. So you will, each member returns home to be with their family or their folk. If you want, you obviously don't have to, <laughs> um, so you'll be able to let me know. And, um, let's say... We'll gather together again in like spring, like the beginning of spring. I mean, you can spend some of that in Rivendell. I'm not going to like be like, you have to be in Bree the whole time. Yeah. Like, you're allowed <laughs> to spend if you want to go until almost winter here in Rivendell, spending the time. Mm -hmm. um, or if you'd like to go right away back to your um, other cities, that's fine as well. So wait, how long would it be for us to stay through spring? Well, we're saying it's like fall equinox like is usually September. Four-ish, five months. Yeah. Yeah, that's a long one. But yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm also fine with you traveling in winter if you want. I mean, oh. it's not great, but... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Skip winter. Yeah, we're just going to skip winter. Okay. If you'd like, we can do where you kind of like go through the harvest season in Rivendell. And then right before winter, you can go back to your own homes, or you can stay in Rivendell too. You don't have to leave. Lord Elrond makes you welcome as long as you wish. I mean, I would stay in Rivendell because yeah. no, you're, you're home anyway. Home anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Although I hear mm. that Rina's grandma's cooking is something to you won't forget. It's something to talk about. It's I don't know that it's something to write home about. Though. Something you won't forget, unless <laughs> you're writing a warning. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh yeah the food in Rivendell is going to be way better for Yule I'm yeah. staying oh yeah <laughs> um, sorry family 
I think Erland is going to leave and go to Linden, but not necessarily directly to Mithland. Okay. <laughs> but after staying for a while and eating good food and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, getting to getting to hang out with everybody for a while. Nice. I think I'd probably stay through the fall. Yeah. Just to see, like, the healers return from going south and yes. find out what becomes of that story, right? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. that's definitely mm. an investment point. Yeah. And then if they're traveling to Mithland, Erland would probably say, like, well, I'm going that way anyways. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, But I think in the winter... I think Hanar's going to journey home, but he's going to go through the Shire mm -hmm. on the way and stop and see Sausage and just Aww. say hi and move on through. Yeah, I think on the way to Mithlin, there's no stopping Erland from going to Michael Delving. Yeah. <laughs> this is Sausage. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I think Runa gives you some gifts to take to Sausage. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but and like, food. Yes. Yes. Outside of the fellowship, this is where her like next best friends are, <laughs> and <laughs> who gets to spend winter in Rivendell? Yes. So I think she like sends a letter to her grandmother that's like, "I'm in Rivendell. I'm not coming home for Yule." <laughs> <laughs> to be delivered by one of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because she knows her grandmother would be like, yeah, stay there, have yeah, an adventure. Learn yeah. all of the stuff that they have in their vault. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. some recipes. I want an inventory. Yeah. <laughs> Find out how they use salt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, let's not get exotic. Yes. We yeah. talked her into salt a while ago, and it's the only thing now. But it, Maybe... was, a, it was a course correction that went too far. Yeah. Too far. <laughs> Um, so, Ingrid and Valdis are delighted to hear from their daughter and granddaughter, depending which one you're talking to. Um, and they are very excited that she has made it to Rivendell with the elves and his best friend with some elvish princes. And they're wondering, like, I mean, what if the, the next generation of our, like, I mean, maybe they're half elf. Does that work that way? Like, they're not sure. <laughs> Runa is very glad she's not in there for that conversation. <laughs> um, yeah, not so much worried about grandchildren, but like continuing the dynasty of treasure hunters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Be a top tier choice as far as yeah. uh, next generation of treasure Genetically, hunters. Genetically, like yeah. the <laughs> best treasure hunters ever. Yeah. Like half elf princes. Okay. Bloodline that reforms the line of kings. They're doing fine. They're doing all right. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine the like little girl treasure hunter that could be born from that. Because, of course, it's going to be. Girl. Absolutely. Obviously, yeah. all the treasure hunters are girls. Are all of them. Yeah. Except for Hannah. <laughs> well, in, all in your in life. family. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Hannah's not a good treasure hunter. <laughs> he knows that. It's charming. Yeah. I think it started out that way as like a, yeah, I can collect amazing things as I go. And then it's just like, 
I'm terrible at this. Every time I try, I end up in a river. <laughs> just well, and then you hang out with me, and you're like, I could let Runa do it. Right. <laughs> you climb that thing. Yeah, I'm like they keep putting treasure very high. <laughs> so what's the deal with that? Yeah. yeah. Every good dwarf knows you put the best stuff at the bottom. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, it ends. So you're going to head out. You're both of you are traveling together for the time. Okay. Yeah, perfect. Then uh, we do. Erland goes, I guess, by way of Mithland, if he's traveling with um, Kalameldon and all of them, if mm-hmm. that's where Kalameldon goes. Um, and uh, stays very briefly. Just mm-hmm. says, like, hello, and does more than the last few times that he, like, would dip home and then, like, vanish before anyone could talk to him. Mm-hmm. He actually, like, stays and talks to people, but then he goes, actually... Wait, like, because we were going to stay until... Until we hear back about... Oh, oh, yeah, what's exactly. happening? I thought you meant yeah. traveling with him. I'm like, okay, that's not quite as bad. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. Okay. Um... Just to make sure the healers and whoever went with them safely yeah. got down and there then, and back. Or... If they were going to Mithland after all of that, then he would travel with him. Otherwise, he was just going to go. Okay. Um, yeah, you do hear back that they've made it. Um, and uh, Kelmeldon is doing better. They found a way to kind of stop it. They haven't completely healed him. Um, but he has chosen not to leave for Valinor quite yet. Hmm. So, um, interesting. Yes. But, uh, and there's no, no further information on that specifically. And we just go. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, then I don't go to Mithland first. Mm-hmm. Um, I go to the coast where my parents were from. Mm-hmm. And I go and, um, I think I spend some time alone, which Erlen has done seemingly a lot of, but not in the, like, meaningful, like, figure my life out kind of way. Right. And he goes and um, spends at least a week um, near the forest where his father would cut down the trees Mm -hmm. um, and bring them down to Midland. And then eventually, after spending time there um, and thinking about all the events of the last, oh, couple months now, um, letting some of that be something to look forward to instead of something in the past to fear. And he goes home and uh, tells Kierden that eventually he will travel, but not yet. Right. Um, and that he is going to aid uh, Glorfindel until there is no more darkness to fear. Um, and he stays for the rest of the season, uh, I think, glued to Kyrdan's side, trying to become a better leader and a better speaker of the elves, because up to this point, he's been kind of a bumbling nerd. <laughs> he's like, hey, I've seen really powerful, cool elf lords now, and I should do better. <laughs> I should maybe try. <laughs> so um, he he tries to step into the person that I think Kierden always tried to urge him towards, and now he, I think he's a little more ready for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Kierden was preparing. Yeah. He knew he could be this person. And he knew it would happen in time. Because Kierden's seen a lot of young elves. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he's very proud. And he, 
you do sense the relief when you when you tell him that you will be traveling the west even though it's not yet like there's a a sigh of pride and enjoy himself that he can expect to spend forever with you in Valinor because he does care about you as a person. Um, and while he realizes there are many things that could befall either one of you up to that point, it's nice that you both have that to look forward to. And there's kind of an unspoken promise that um, he won't let Kyrdin sail alone on the last ship. Yeah. And Kyrdin appreciates that because Kyrdin has made a similar promise to yeah. stay until the last elves leave and to see the last ship off and knowing he won't be alone. And if something were to befall him, there would be another shipwright who has made that same promise to stay and see it through is a little bit of a relief knowing that who knows what could happen. Um, at some point in your visit there during this long stay, he does um, take you to the White Towers. <laughs> um, he takes you to the top and he does show you the carefully the palantir that he uses um and doesn't let you try it but does give you some instruction on its use mm -hmm. and how to use it safely so you if if ever you were to have to step up and take his place or if the need arose for you to use it you'd be able to do so safely um to reach the west if you needed to i don't write a single note he notices that <laughs> But he also appreciates that. Yeah. Don't write any of it down. Uh, and, Don't and... put your password on a sticky note. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Bottom of the Palantir. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he, I think he just spends the entire time trying to absorb all of the wisdom that he had resisted in the lordly side of Cirdan. He just was interested in this grand shipwright who made beautiful ships. Mm -hmm. And now he wants to learn to step into his true calling. Um, and he also buys another bed so that when his friends come over, there are beds enough. Okay. Nice. Very good. Yeah. All right. Lovely. Um, let's go to Hanar. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going to edit my plan. Okay. Things percolated okay. long enough. Uh, so I'm still going to head through the Shire. Okay. Uh, when I get there, I think my Yule activity is going to be to raise an heir. But I think Hanar would want to adopt one of the Hobbit children that lost their folks to the Burning Beasts. Oh. And, oh. and kind of leave the Hobbit child with Sausage when he continues to adventure and, mm -hmm. you know, send treasures and things home Good like that absolutely. so i think that's kind of his plan absolutely and i don't think he ever actually gets back to home home okay um so he uh yeah absolutely and i'm gonna be like okay it for jay because i'm sure that seems like a thing jay would love um <laughs> that he and petunia are absolutely um you know going to take care of your ward, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to have you get a little closer to the mic. Oh. Yeah. Um, and um, so, yeah, you are uh, 
kind of the guardian of this child. Um, they are doing, you know, raising them and like the Hobbit culture and, you know, how, but you are able to definitely with your adventures, send them things and kind of give them wisdom beyond yeah, what yeah, even for sure. sausage is able to provide in, in uh, the Shire. Bless you. Salud. Thank you. Thank you again. Um, sweet. Um, <laughs> you're gonna have to give me a name. Yeah, that'll take. Yeah, a while. that's fine. It's all right. I'm <laughs> so bad at names. It's all right. We'll take. We'll take time. But uh, I do think this season I teach them how to make the rock candies, mm-hmm. so that they can mm-hmm. make them and share them with friends. And but I, it's a big secret. Mm-hmm. Can't let other people know how to do it. No. Yeah. And how old is this child? And it like, what are their pronouns and. You can think about that. We can we can do it later if you want to revisit it. I actually don't have any idea what the Hobbit lifespan is. A hundred ish. They live like it's a, like a humanish. Little, yeah, humanish. Like slightly longer, longer than though. average human. Yeah, a little bit. Like, like Bilbo's the unusual one. Yeah, like hundred eleventieth birthday is like. And everyone's like, "Wow, he's old. And he he's looks really, really good." Old. Yeah, like that's like way. Well, yeah, but like. That's not unusual for their lifespan, but for him to be super spry and and all that, I thought that was the unusual part. It's a bit of both. Yeah, it's okay. not su- it's not unheard of, but it's rare sure. and definitely for him to still be jumping around. Like. Now, if hobbits stopped smoking and drinking all day, they could probably <laughs> no, live to be three hundred. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Literally, all they do all day. Yeah, a lot. Well, I mean, some of them farm, but they probably smoke as they do it. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, their their average life expectancy is about 100 years. Sure. So, probably, I don't know, uh, you know, eight? Okay. Like, just getting to that cusp of being a real person age. I'm just picturing an eight-year-old hobbit. (laughs) Oh, we have so many cute little hobbits in this story. So many. Infectious. So many cute ones. Um, okay, great. And so let me know um, by yeah, yeah, like I'll, next session or so. I'll, I'll ponder and it. And yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, they are going to be like super cool and fam- kind of like kid famous. Like, like they are the child of the fire dwarf. Right. That's the whole point of yes. this exercise. Yeah. Absolutely. And like when you came through and like. It, this like it was just amazing. All the kids were super excited, and and like the, this child is going to grow up and like just as part of this incredible legend, and uh, it's very exciting. And specifically, like mechanically speaking, I love the idea of someday there being this hobbit that inherits this massive dwarf axe. Like <laughs> and a ghost touch, yeah, and a yeah. Dwarf, yeah, and it's just all these like crazy adventuring items. Yep. Yeah. Amazing. Because the rest of Hobbiton is going to be like, whoa, whoa, uh, no, yeah, <laughs> no, no. Someday there's going to be a, a a kid called Frodo Baggins. Like, wait, wait, my stuff is supposed to be the coolest and most adventurous. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's actually why he sails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. Awesome. That's wonderful. And all right, uh, let's go with our new member. Um, so let's flush out a little bit your life in Rivendell. So, do you have a partner? Do you live with your parents still? Do you? We can make all of this up as we talk. Okay. <laughs> None of it is expected for you to know all this already. Um, so, uh, what do you see? Uh, your character kind of. Uh, 
doing and caring about during this fall equinox and through Yule? Um, I definitely want to reconnect with family. I've been away for a while. Yeah. Um, rather than having a partner or anything like that, I wanted to see the world. Okay. So I went traveling and um, meeting different people, training sometimes, yeah. you know, just, but just really seeing the world and seeing the different peoples in it and, and learning. Mm -hmm. And so um, I still technically live with my parents, mm -hmm. but I'm not really there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like a coming home from school type of vibe. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's, it's very much like at Rivendell is kind of like a commune. So like you, your parents live there, but you probably have your own like a little like, place uh, like apartment like everyone's right. like big rooms right because i'm stuff. not you know i'm not like a kid yeah i'm not, not yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. um so i'm i'm just i'm happy to be home i'm happy to visit them um i'm happy to reconnect with friends that i haven't seen in quite a while yeah because i i've probably been gone a while yeah like yeah especially if you've been exploring and off in lorian um, and you got message like on your way back, you got the message that you, you needed to find the fellowship. Mm -hmm. um, why specifically did you um, believe like like why did you go to La Florian? Did you want to train with someone? Did you just want to see it? Because it's sort of like the pinnacle of Elvendom on Earth at this point. Even though Rivendell is amazing, it's not. It doesn't have the splendor that La Florian at least kind of reflects the grandeur of Valinor in some pale ways. Mm -hmm. Rivendell's meant to be a home, a, a, a homely house, a place where people are comfortable and live. Um, so it's a little bit different. Um, so there's many reasons you would travel there. Uh, maybe to see a friend, maybe meet someone. I think kind of all of the above. Okay. I, I definitely would know that there would be master swords people and master bow people, you know, mm -hmm. like archers who I could train with. Um, and definitely to see the sights because I had heard so much about it. Mm -hmm. And of course, I'd want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sketch picture. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> There's no cameras. So. No. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but at least those mental pictures. Yeah. Uh, and those memories and um, meeting new people, mm -hmm. you know, and just just kind of like a tourist, but one of those tourists who feels like a local, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. And I, I stayed there for quite a while. Okay. I'm going to say like 50 years, okay. probably. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Um, yeah. And as uh, especially someone coming from Rivendell, like there, there are to us, it seems like, okay, there's a few, there's thousands of elves left in the world, but most of them know each other or at least know of each other. Cause it's not thousands of thousands. <laughs> like, right. It's, 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 it's a small number for an entire population of a people. Mm -hmm. So you would be welcomed pretty much in every, any major elven city. You would know somebody or be related to somebody or have, you know, trained with somebody. Like, it's just, it's a, it's a small population that all connects to each other. So maybe I have an aunt in Lahorian and, yeah, you absolutely. know, go visit her and stay yeah. with her for a while. Absolutely. And especially as someone that... Uh, Lord Elrond trusts so much, like mm -hmm. you'd be welcome anywhere. So um, you probably even got to meet uh, Lady Galadriel and 
and which is exciting and amazing. There are not that many Noldor left on Middle Earth, so that's that's cool. Um, Probably a little intimidating too. Oh. <laughs> yeah, more than a little. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, someone who's seen the trees, it's like a big, a really big deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, because even uh, Lord Elrond. So. Yeah. All right. And Runa. Yes. What are you doing? <laughs> yes. Um, uh, I think we all know the call of adventure drives Runa's decisions at all times. Yes. So I feel like she at first has like good intentions of like, I'll just stay in Rivendell for like a while and then I'll go home for Yule. Um, but then the princes are like, we're going to go hunting like in this area. She's like, oh, I want to stay and do that. Mm-hmm. And then like, I feel like she does try to like stay, uh, get to know Lyriel a bit more. Mm-hmm. She's like, we're going to be yeah. traveling together, like hang out and get, um, and, like make friends and so she just keeps putting it off and putting it off and just like ends up staying okay maybe that's um kind of when you make that decision maybe the two of you hit it off Mm -hmm. um because you're used to the book flavor of elf that's true (laughs) what (laughs) and you know now you you met the princes and you're like oh and and lyriel is much more the adventure flavor of elf yeah (laughs) so i feel like you two probably (laughs) get along fairly well um, so maybe that's where you, you know, decide maybe you should continue to to explore with them and you hear about the wild things that have happened to them <laughs> in a very short amount of time. And I'm like, what? Yeah, and may- maybe that, like Lord Elrond said, there is some sort of tapestry or fate or something like pushing this group of friends and maybe that's something you want to be a part of. I yeah, see that. yeah. Okay. Runa loves trading like adventure stories, so she would happily like want to hear all about your times in Lothlorien and like everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely, I think she spends her time over the winter, um, kind of just like making friends and enjoying the adventure of being in this place that most people, most humans, don't ever get to spend time in. Yeah, um, and like further developing her friendship with the princes. And um, I think the one thing that I was going to do mechanically is do the um, tell a story. Okay. Uh, where is the uh, where go? thing? Uh, Recount a story. Swap one of your... Okay. Swap one of your distinctive features. Um, oh. I don't necessarily want to get rid of one, but I think... Um, I think you have to swap. Yeah, that's yeah you have point. to swap. Mechanically, that's the point. Okay, yeah. um, but I think she kind of really took to heart what Lord Elrond said about, like, how this tiny, unlikely group of people, like, keeps making big differences almost by accident. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he's cool with it, she's like, is it okay if I, like, write down my story for you to have in your library? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you probably don't have a lot of human stories in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and small as it might be, it might inspire people to try, try even when they think that there's nothing they can do. He's delighted and honored to have you want to add to his library. Um, and that it's like... The greatest thing you could say to him as a mm-hmm. big book nerd, like, <laughs> can I write down this awesome story that is my life and have you keep it for all eternity so that it's not lost is absolutely something that would make Lord Elrond very clearly, like, he smirks a lot and he smiles a lot, but that is something that give, like makes him 
truly smile, like a full smile, like with like so much warmth. And he absolutely accepts and provides you with anything you need. Yay. Yeah, so I think she kind of, from like the fighting the giant fish through the finding the sleeper, mm-hmm. that kind of that section mm-hmm. is kind of the, the story that she tells mm-hmm. um, in her book. And just she thanks him. She's like, you know, you bring that to my attention really gave me a lot of hope that we do see a lot of darkness in our travels, but even someone with as short a lifetime as me can make a difference. Indeed you can, young Luna. And you and your companions give me much hope too. Even one who has seen darkness defeated can sometimes forget that there is strength that can stand against darkness even as it ebbs and flows. And I would be honored to have your story in my library. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. And I'm going to change my, one of my um, distinctive features to Mary, um, which means it's harder to like bring you down basically. Okay. Okay. All right. So from the mechanical pieces of this amazing story, because um, we have to actually do mechanics with a fellowship case. Sitting over here <laughs> frantically turning yeah, book pages. That's, that's okay. Um, so you spend skill points um, to develop your skills um, and uh, for your training and adventure points to increase either wisdom or valor um, and to increase uh, combat proficiencies for growth. So you can remove any number of shadow points as determined by the lore master. You can report, like you've spent months doing things that make you happy. All shadow points are gone. Um, and then you can buy no more than one rank in any skill or combat proficiency. Um, Michelle, we're going to have you just go ahead and add whatever the party has for this last adventure. Uh, like what, how many points are you spending right now? Uh, I spent a lot, but I also okay. didn't spend a lot last time. I have a tracking sheet. Oh, got it. Perfect. If you will share just like the last a couple of it. So she's got something to, to bump up a little. And since it's you, you also get a bonus of your wits. Yes number as points. Yes. Oh. So at Yule or Fall Equinox, Thank you. Uh, each adventure also earns bonus skill points equal to your wits. Which wits are great. Is a lot. So, well, you're like your rating, <laughs> whatever that is. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Okay. That's big help. Um, okay, so the last time we spent a bunch of stuff, we have since had five sessions so that is 15 points for adventure points and 15 points for skill points for you okay okay and then plus and then you also we get, get for wits your wits okay. score then, so the wits score that's an additional yeah, uh, some, skill gotcha. point oh man my wits are six all brain in here guys <laughs> <laughs> lots of brain i mean judging by the books uh, just sense. skill points, not adventure points. Yeah, that's still great. means I get to add right. something that I wanted to add and ran out of points for. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> um, there is a cheat sheet. Um, and Michelle, you can borrow mine in just a second. I just need to look up something really quick. There's a cheat sheet not in there on what it costs to level up. Yes. Yeah. And feel free. Oh, oh Dave you. has his, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, during this phase, you're also uh, able to uh, change your useful items, 
which we haven't been like super strict on. But if for some reason you were like, hey, I wish I'd had this this whole time, you can swap them out or use them. Um, and yeah, and then we'll do undertakings in just a minute after we finish all the yeah, points. Yeah. Now for Yule, it's very special. Um, you each get to choose a regular or Yule undertaking. Ooh, so they're special. Ones. Yeah. Yeah, that's. That's the recounter story. Yeah, yeah, recounter. Yeah, make sure that the people who haven't chosen one specifically. This is going to be such a shock, but I'm going to study story and figured maps. What? What? No way! (laughs) Out of character. I know. Never happens. (laughs) Uh, I realized while while I was looking that one up that um, I haven't been using the distinctive features because um, you can use them to improve your chances to succeed at a role that like makes sense with them. Oh. Oh. Um, That's exciting. Yeah. Now we know. Now we know. Do any of your distinctive features help with travel? He and I. Ah, yeah. We should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that the one sense. I picked, Mary, says, your spirit is not easily discouraged, and you can find the light in the darkest of shadows. So I feel like that is good for, like, hope rolls and that. stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She's learned. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, well, learned Elrond's wisdom. And... Amazing. I love it. Very good. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to read these out loud. So for undertakings, um, you can gather rumors. You can meet your patron. Um, you can ponder storied and figured maths. You can strengthen your fellowship. You can study magical items. You can write a song. Um, we play songs a lot, but there's not like there's like official mechanical songs. So there's a distinction between our role playing a lot because we like music songs and the others. And then for Yule undertakings, which we haven't had available before, we have heal scars. So you can spend five adventure points to remove one shadow scar. Um, You can also raise an heir, as Hanar has chosen to do in this phase. And you can recount a story, as Runa has chosen to do for this Yule undertaking. So many amazing things. My thing is, Erlen went away and got ripped. <laughs> um, I mean, I can see that, like working on ships again and building ships. And I was seeing it more of like his focus doing that because mm-hmm. he's near the shipyards, so of course he's going to do that. But going and focusing on really understanding that there is a war coming, mm-hmm. that something is out there, that something that is dangerous. Remembering how hurt he got fighting the burned beasts. Yeah. And how dangerous the world is starting to really seem and thinking about all the things that Glorfindel said and everything on this map, which is the thing that he was studying. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he trains, like genuinely trains. Um, like a Middle Earth CrossFit montage. With yeah. Ellen? Okay. And he goes running and one of the things that I'm taking, I'm adding valor and I'm taking prowess again, but for to reduce my target for strength. Oh, okay, excellent. Um, and he trained for another point in archery. Okay. So we're going to be really scary with a bow now. Nice. Um, and he got better at traveling. We're going to see how that actually pays off, because the dice usually say otherwise. <laughs> but we're going to try again. Yeah, it's already a favored roll, and you still have not succeeded one time. But now I roll two d6s. I know. Ugh. It'll be fine. It'll be good. Yeah. So he went and he learned how to be a elven lord in a lot more ways. 
Let me see. Dave, you're going to, we just, yeah. Um, yeah, that's amazing. I love that. So, like, what does, uh, what does the training montage look like for, like, I don't want, really want oh. to be CrossFit. I was oh, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it starts with um, just being down at the docks mm -hmm. and kind of doing more of the same thing and realizing that there's all these people lifting stuff around him and he's not doing any of that. He's like, well, you just use a block and tackle. It's so much easier. That's why we made these. <laughs> um, and then realizing that some of the other people around him, the, you know, woodsmen coming from the river and all that stuff are a lot buffer. Yeah. Okay. And going like, huh, oh, yeah. And thinking about, uh, like, go here and all these people that he knows that he looks up to. And again, starting from, he went and thought about his father, who mm -hmm. was a, a woodsman. And uh, he's like, okay, I've been following the footsteps of my mother this whole time, who was a sail weaver, and I am going to learn how to then embrace this other part. Um, and so he goes in the woods, and I think he starts going, like, running every day okay. in the woods and not stopping and staring at trees, literally <laughs> actually running through the woods. Okay. Um, and practicing with his bow and... Um, trying to find in him the same steel that he saw in, you know, Sausage with the spear facing down that giant, horrible beast and thinking of seeing all of his friends being knocked around and him being in the back and feeling a little useless, a little powerless in that situation and going, I need to step up. I need to be more if I want to be here and be worthwhile, you know, helping Glorfindel, helping my friends. Mm -hmm. um, and so he, he puts it to himself and he starts training. Genuinely training. And I think he stops wearing such flouncy, ridiculous <laughs> silk robes and starts wearing more like lordly, trim, elven traveling clothes. Oh, okay. Wow, this is a big transition. Yeah, he, I mean, he made a choice and it yeah. is going to be remarkable when he returns. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. Um, yeah, and I can see why, you know, this, you know, stout hearted little hobbit, like facing down these beasts with a spear would be incredibly inspiring. Like that bravery. And that fortitude to just be able to just plant themselves and fight that way would absolutely change someone's whole view on <laughs> what they need to do and how they need to, you know, handle themselves in these, you know, dire situations against the darkness. It's amazing. I think he also fights off that shadow point. I don't think it's something that goes easily. I think he... Oh. He struggles for it, and he really digs deep on this one and realizes that Power is something that he can't just find. Mm, okay. I think that, like, once you get past that point, I think Kyrdin, like, recognizes that, that you've got, you've pushed that shadow from you. And that's when he finally takes you to the White Towers. I feel like that's, like, a moment where Kyrdin recognizes how much you've struggled and grown and fought for this. And that you have not just the wisdom and knowledge, but also the strength and fortitude. Um physically as well to like really stand against the darkness um and that's when he's like all right come to this tower and see this palantir and this is how you use it in case i ever am no, not able to do this task awesome you live for three thousand years and finally figured out that in order to do something you actually have to do it <laughs> yeah it's weird <laughs> just reading about it only gets you so far correct yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, it's one of those things with, uh, like, as a teacher, like, gifted kids are sometimes the ones that it's hardest to get them to work hard. Mm -hmm. Because everything comes super easy to them, and so Mm -hmm. they never learn how to study, and then suddenly they'll hit a thing that's hard for them, and then they're like, they just give up. And that's exactly what he did. Yeah. I I basically wrote him as an elven gifted kid, (laughs) as as an ex-gifted kid, yes. Right? (laughs) Well, and then especially, like, if you're an elf. Like, elf elf kids are super gifted at everything anyway, so it's just got to be so hard to... Okay, you have to actually practice this, but... I can balance perfectly on anything, even without trying. Okay, well, all right. Yeah. <laughs> and he was exceptional at the thing that he thought he wanted to do forever. Mm-hmm. And then he went, wait, I can't do this forever. The elves are leaving. Oh, no. <laughs> all right. I feel like Runa is having the opposite uh, adventure of Erland. She is going the I'm going the wisdom route for her, so she's oh my getting God, smarter. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, She's over here learning with the elves and getting smarter. (laughs) Instead of just hitting stuff with her sword, which she's still doing. She's course. Because I am upping my sword skill. Okay. uh, For practicing. That's needed. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, you definitely needed that. (laughs) Um, But for the virtue that I'm going to choose, I'm going to choose the language of birds. Okay. Um, So stories told in the North speak of how the Dalemen can become so wise as to comprehend the speech of birds, and by so understanding their song be forewarned of impending threats or be able to spot a weakness in their enemy's defense. So you can communicate with any bird with appropriate skill roles Uh um, to receive tidings, deliver messages, and so on. Um, And if you're outside, once during combat, council, or journey, you can choose to become inspired on a roll. Really cool. Whoa. Can I pitch an idea for you? Yeah. Okay, maybe um, since the the palace in the marsh was so bird-themed, yeah. maybe it was, like, part of the song that you heard or maybe the room that, with all the birds. Like, do you think could, that could have fed into that sudden clarity of understanding about birds? Or do you have another idea? I think I think it probably helped. Okay. Definitely. Like, um, I feel like she notices bird songs more. Mm-hmm. And since she's, like, going out and hunting um, with the princes and, like learning from them, like, how they take their cues from the wilderness. She's kind of putting two and two together mm-hmm. and, like, the stories from the north of, like, how the birds speak and stuff and kind of combines all that knowledge and she's like, wait a second. <laughs> Has kind of, like, a light bulb moment okay. of, like, understanding. That's awesome. I love that. Fantastic. Very good. I love the idea of, of it being like that 13th warrior scene where like there's just a bunch of birds that are sort of around and they're <laughs> singing and then you're like wait they're talking about that coyote or you know that yeah, yeah. <laughs> two hills over like oh oh okay yeah i feel like it's like the practical knowledge of like from the elves of like well when the birds sound like this it means this mm-hmm. um and then she takes a little bit of that like mystical experience from the swamp and is like no i can hear what they're saying <laughs> i know exactly what they're saying record awesome. scratching the conversation <laughs> i don't just get the gist i get the details yeah. <laughs> amazing very good does anyone else have uh what did you want uh did you want to see my list uh where did it go i just had it um of fellowship choices oh here it is um, I have the Michelle, for undertaking. Undertaking. Yeah. I'm gonna write a song. Okay. Um, and it counters weary. So. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. That's amazing. So you're going to do um the walking song, I believe that is, or is it the song of victory or the song of yeah, 
walking song is journeys. So that's the the fatigue one. Okay, okay. Amazing. All right, I think that's everything. That's awesome. We have a fellowship one that we get to pick as well still. Oh yeah, you get to pick one as a fellowship as well. The company's also entitled to choose one additional free undertaking based on the callings represented among its members. So we have, oh yeah, what is your, your calling? Michelle. Oh, mine is um, Champion. Champion. Oh, okay, great. We got a new one on this available. So we uh, you write a song, so you chose that one already. So we have a Champion one. Um, our uh, Scholar, Pondered Stories, Figures and Maps. No, I'm a Captain. captain. Okay, but you chose Pondered Stories, yep. Figures and Maps. Okay. Um, so we could Strengthen Fellowship, which is the Captain, captain one. Captain one. And we don't have any magical items to identify. We don't. Um, we don't have any messengers mm. anymore. I mean, like, I could make awkward discussion with Elrond. <laughs> I think that one's a known quantity. <laughs> well, not to me. <laughs> However, I am kind of working that into the upgrade I got. Okay. Oh, nice. Like, I think I spent the winter season working on my shield and reinforced it with sort of, like, the overlapping the way the metal overlapped oh, better okay. from what I saw. Not Elrond's ring, but mm -hmm. just the sort of the way, because you sort of described it like leaves that were sort of intertwined yeah. closely. Yeah. So, like, I think my shield looks a little bit more elven than it should, but oh. it is reinforced now. That's my... That's awesome. You're also never going to lose another shield. <laughs> it's the helmet. It's the, the helmet, helmet that's thing. always yeah, a problem. But the helmet got... The, the shield got shattered at some well, point. Well, yeah, that yeah, fish yeah, yeah, yeah. wrecked it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that means we have one of the free ones. Uh, you, you have, okay, wrote a song already. You can study magical items and you can strengthen the fellowship or things that have okay. not been taken. We don't have a messenger anymore, so you can't meet pa the patron. No, but we can, uh, so strength and fellowship gives us another fellowship point. Yes. Not yeah. that we ever use them, but. I'm down for that. I, I mean, it's, it's logical. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think narratively, like, Erlen would come back and genuinely be different and be in kind of a place of, like, let's, you know, gather together and actually talk about what we want to do and kind of yeah. form a plan. Mm -hmm. um, it also makes sense because the gap in your fellowship has been filled now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So your fellowship has been strengthened and you are, once again, a group of four. And mm -hmm. Rune and I have spent this time getting to know each other. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Awesome. I love that. Yeah. All right. So please remember that you have your fellowship ratings up by one until the next fellowship phase. <laughs> so as a group. fellowship score. Awesome. Yeah. So then that's shared among the whole group. So and we still have the pondered figured maps thing. Yes. Where we always forget that we have it, but it does give us a plus one. To your feet die rolls. On the feet die rolls. journey event tables. Oh, oh yeah. I always forget that. Table. We yeah. always forget so, it. Here, I'm going to write it on my journey event <laughs> Since we had the... Uh, the, the, at least several months with Glorfindel's map. Yeah. yeah like the real it. one, not just the little and, copy. Yeah. Erlen, like, going over it in, like, the library in Mythland and really, like, laying into it as much as possible. It's what, yeah, for sure. It's what he did in Runa's place, but on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Perfect. All right. Um... Then why don't we do the scene um, where you're returning together? I think that's everything. Anyone else have anything else they wanted to go over? Mm -mm. All right. So it's been um, 
an unusually harsh winter in a lot of ways, in a lot of places. Um, not to the point of causing, like, true strife, but just colder than expected. The Shire was struggling a little bit, but, you know, everyone was able to still feed each other, but it was a little more meager than they planned. Um, even, you know, Rivendell kind of felt the cold a little more than it usually does. Mm. Um, so, and just kind of another sign. And those of you who spent time with Glorfindel or Lord Elrond, um, like when you come back, you can see that it's something that, that weighs a little bit on them um, and causes them a bit of concern and, and thoughtfulness. Um, and are you all reuniting and Rivendell? Um, I don't know that we had a plan before we left. Let's talk about it now. We were there for a week or months before we yeah, left. Yeah, we, we would have left with the plan. Yeah. So why don't yeah, yeah. you talk about what you'd like to do right now? Um, where, where do we think that we want to go after all of that, knowing that Calamelodon has been taken care of? Um, I think Runa would be interested in checking out, like, any of the other, mm-hmm. probably not the whole orc stronghold. Um, yeah, that... Maybe, even though we got four people now, that seems like a bit much. Uh, but any of the other um, kind of rumors of darkness. Do we want to go look at the beast rumor that's been on the back burner for blue most of a year? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking about that too, which means that we should meet my way, not mm-hmm. in Rivendell. Maybe right. meet back at the at the ruins at our ruins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, because yeah, that's north of the ruins. So. Mm-hmm. And that would make sense after we've all spent this time apart to come back to a place that we've spent a lot of time together and to yeah. bring our new member of the fellowship to like our home away from home. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna take you to a dank, dark ruin. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the middle of a river. Yeah. It's wet. <laughs> It's got a shiny rock on the top. <laughs> We're really selling it. So, yeah, I think... And an empty tomb. And, and a charming little town next door. Yes. Yeah. With hopefully still a bridge. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> it was one of the early adventures of, oops, we burnt down the bridge into the city. <laughs> If not, we'll help rebuild it. Yeah. Uh, we are going to be meeting at the ruins. We're going back to Creek's Crossing. Awesome. And we're going to go north to go figure out what is going on in the Blue Mountains with that monster rumor, finally. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, the magical birdcage. Yeah. Okay. Because we went to go to the birdcage, and then we got, we were just like, oh, birdcage, this was weird. And then we turned around and left, and we never went further. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Um, amazing. Okay. <laughs> We're taking it way back, Kimmy. Yeah, the one thing I was like, oh, there's no way they're going to do that this session. That's fine. <laughs> it's okay. Um, perfect. Okay, so you're going to meet in your ruins. Um, now, the ruins are... Oh, go back, way back in the thing. Um, so, uh, Anunil is what we call the, mm-hmm. the ruins. It means sunset pool in Sindarin. Um... We haven't been there for a while, so I'm going to recap a little bit for everyone tuning in at home. Um, And at solstice, the sun sets, and it it makes, there's like a pillar at the top that has a crystalline rock. It's not a actual crystal, but it makes it glow. You've since discovered that it has paired ones throughout the land that um, help actually the Palantirs stay connected with each other more Mm -hmm. more easily. 
Um, there's a ceremonial pool, and there's an empty tomb there, which was actually how you all were brought together in the first place. Because your patron, who I can't wait for you to meet, oh my. <laughs> Lyriel, that's going to be a whole thing, because you're old enough to, like, maybe recognize him for what he is. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> then um, I was hoping, like, that you'd open it with a song that, that you all composed, and was very disappointed when it was empty. So he was uh, hoping to find something there. And, uh, yeah, and it's above a little town called Creek's Crossing, which is the podunk town of nowhere. Like, it makes the Shire look super popular, populated and modern. <laughs> With the best mayor ever. Mm -hmm. yes. yes, they have an excellent mayor. And uh, they now have a beautiful new bridge. And in general, the people of Creek's Crossing are yeah. fine folk. It's they our are... little podunk town. Yeah. <laughs> they are absolutely wonderful, wonderful people. Um, but it, it's, its hinges are a little rusty. There's not a lot of glass windows, such things as this. It's one of those ones that when you pass on the freeway and it says it has 50 residents. Yeah, exactly. 50 is very generous. <laughs> yes, very generous. Like, they, they probably have to drive to the next town to have a gas station. Like It's a very potent little town. Um, and yes, Yam Tuberson is the Reeve of Creek's Cross. <laughs> My finest character names. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, so you make your way back to the ruins. And the ruins are... Um, there's some, uh, like, enclosed places that has have become kind of like your home. You've been there long enough. You probably have, like, furniture about and things like that. So it's it's your home away from home. It's it's not quite, like, an actual building, but it's definitely on the, like, glamping side mm -hmm. of, like, outdoor staying. Um, and mostly, mostly um, indoors in certain places. And, yeah, why don't we... Uh, why don't we just start with kind of uh, we all we all heard what we what we did, but I'd like to have like first impressions going around the table. Please. Yes. So uh, each one of you, let's go ahead and ex kind of describe uh, what's different and how you kind of make your entrance. Um, who's the first person to arrive? Who wants to be waiting there for everyone else? I think I'm probably the I'm the closest okay. since I was just down in the Shire for mm -hmm. the winter. Mm -hmm. So, like, we probably made arrangements to be, like, you know, in the, the week or two after the first thaw, like, that's when we'll meet up. Uh, so, so, I think as soon as things started to look like it wasn't going to be an absolute slog, that's when I'd head up. Okay, perfect. Are the two of you traveling together since you're both coming from Rivendell? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you'd also need to show her the way. Mm -hmm. So, because it is um, kind of tricky to get to, actually. It's... Yeah. It's not hidden, but it's also not like readily available. Road. Yeah, and it does take. Uh, did we say it's? You still need to sing the song to yes. get in, right? Mm -hmm. So you need to learn a specific song that magically unlocks the 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 runes. Um, so you definitely would need Runa's help to do that. Okay. Oh yeah, the most important thing I forgot. Oh yeah. So um, you get an instrument that oh, okay. is mechanically like does not affect your weight on the sheet or any of that stuff. It's my Magical gift because it's called the Unsung Tales. That's the name of our campaign. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So think about what instrument you think that you would like to play and what would resonate with your character, um, and you magically have it, a la like uh, the Hobbit, where they have uh, the, um, uh, the the 
the dwarves all pull ridiculous instruments out of their bags, and you're like, what? Where did Karen, they even come from? <laughs> a full-size harp? Like, okay, sure, whatever. We're going to nod and agree. Like, in very much that Tolkien vein of we want a beautiful s scene with everybody playing music because it's heartwarming. <laughs> like, these are magical instruments that, even if it doesn't make any sense that it fits on your person, it works for you. Um, and it doesn't add to encumbrance or any of that. So think about that a little bit. <laughs> and all right. Oh, and like I, other instruments. We oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. We have, so I have a big drum. <laughs> yeah. I have a flute. And I have a dwarven accordion box thing. Box it's, thing. Like, yeah, it's like a squeeze box thing. Sort of, yeah. It's droning didgeridoo slash accordion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I would probably do like a lute. Okay. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Nice. Um, do you guys do a leisurely trip or do you guys like book it? Because that I think will depend as to whether or not Erlen comes second. Um... I think it depends on like if you've traveled this way or not before. I haven't. So. Okay, if you haven't, yeah. then it's a leisure. Yeah, and then you're stuck in Brie for like days. Yeah, we gotta go see my family, yeah. and like the Runa's showing you around on the way. She's like, I went in this cave and I found, uh, yeah. <laughs> I found a cursed goblet. I didn't drink out of it though. Don't worry. <laughs> Give your grandma some recipes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bring her some spices. Oh. So then Erland arrives second. Mm -hmm. I was going to put up the map, but I haven't actually updated the map for uh, the stream. Oh, okay. So I forgot to do that entirely. But, that's okay. Uh, that's where we're <clears throat> up here. Okay. And, and then, there's Bree. Yeah. Bree is there and Rivendell's just off the map over okay. here. Okay. All right. Awesome. So... Then Erland's next? Yeah, then Erland returns second. Okay. Um, and then the two of you Ooh. arrive. Yeah, finally. Um, so let's kind of do uh, the first impressions then. Mm. So um, why don't we do like dominoes with it? So Hanar, um, you're going to kind of describe in a little bit more detail than we did during the description of the fellowship phase, sure. like how you've changed when you have a whole person that's now depending on you for everything well i mean that's it's not visibly obvious i didn't bring them really because i feel like i visibly became much more tired <laughs> <laughs> like you have like that oh you're a mom now look like <laughs> oh no the gray hair and like the bags under your eyes like i feel like um, i'm just kidding <laughs> i mean you're a dwarf it, it probably is harder to tell i don't know <laughs> i mean kind of probably like beards hide a lot <laughs> Yes, mm. oh, and you have a couple of hobbits co-parenting, and I'm sure that they are very helpful. <laughs> right, right. You know, well, I mean, that's the thing I actually kind of like about the error mechanic mm -hmm. in the game is, like, the idea isn't that you're suddenly dragging around this innocent with no, you. Yeah, you have absolutely. to be, like, yeah. worried all the time, like, yeah. we're going into peril, please stay here. Oh, yeah, stay here. <laughs> no, no. No, no, uh, no, 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 that would not be okay. Right, right. No. Uh, but I, I think the most obvious thing is Probably his shield. Okay. Because, mm -hmm. like, it is much brighter than it used to be. Like, mm -hmm. it's it's polished in a way that Dwarven design things usually aren't. Mm -hmm. um, like, so, and, and it has... The best way to describe it is probably, like, a combination of, like, what I saw in that ring's craftsmanship plus 
Like, I've seen the, like, elven iconography of leaves and things, like, in the designs of buildings and in all of these architectural pieces. And the trees. And the trees themselves. So, like, I think that's kind of all worked into the shield now. Okay. Um, enough that, like, it would probably be shiny, not, mm. not you know, worked iron, but, mm. like, actually sort of steel-looking, no, okay. polished up. Um as an obvious thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think... Do you have any, like, icons on it, or is it just, like, this leaf, like, l- overlay pattern? I think it's sort of just a leaf overlay okay. pattern. Kind of like I reworked the face of yeah, it. Yeah. Like, it's mm-hmm. still my shield, but yeah, that's the reinforcement angle of okay. it. Nice. Any braids in the beard? Um, I think... It's a little more tended to. Like, I think having time that he wasn't traveling for a while, like, it's actually... The difference between if you see a modern man that has grown a large beard, the the difference between the person that just has the giant beard and the person that's like, oh, no, I know if I actually treat this and brush it right and oil oil it right and all that. Mm -hmm. So it's it's probably more lustrous than ever. Mm. Like... Mm -hmm. Uh, and he probably knit himself a new beard bag Aww. to sleep in. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's that's probably the other new item. Awesome. Um, I think probably even if you're only a couple days late, probably by the time you get to later, not late. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, adjacent. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean like a couple days behind when Hannah arrived. I think like he has sort of plastered a wall with his sketches. Like, because that's probably what he's been spending the most time working on is just trying to get better at, you know, he drawing all the relief scenes that we saw in the sunken palace and mm-hmm. m- more depictions of the trees and more depictions of the ancient elves that I saw and that kind of thing. But, like, you kind of see a progression of the skill getting better mm-hmm. at, on the wall. And he's kind of like, he keeps working at it and slapping up a new one and so that awesome. kind of thing. I love yeah. Amazing. All right. Uh, what's the new impression that we have of Erlens? He's like a different person. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm super excited to be like, who are? What? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, Erland, uh upon arrival, cuts a completely different silhouette than before. Um, no slouchy messenger bag um, and long flowing robes, but actually a very uh, trim, um, long uh, tunic. Um, with a sensible belt and an actual um, bag that's underneath an asymmetrical cloak with a pauldron over it, the same cuirass underneath it, because that's one of his favorite things, but the pauldron that matches it has uh, molded into it the shape of waves and birds just on the edges. And um, he stands taller. He has um, grown his hair out even more. Um, is not wearing it fully back, but actually has uh, let some of it, it's like rail straight down, and it is like almost at the middle of his back. Um, And he... Before, I think, when he would enter, he would almost like like a cat kind of ooze into the space that he was occupying, Mm -hmm. and immediately like pull out books and start like leaning over tables and things, and he stands taller and purposely puts down his bag... Um, 
and like politely dusts himself off and not in the like, oh, excuse me, hold on, hurried, you know, professor way, but in the like dignified um, manner that you would expect a more lordly figure to do. Um, and he doesn't yell because he's still himself. Um, <laughs> but I think upon entering, he just um, sings. I think he just keeps singing. He enters the door singing and it opens and he just keeps singing. He's happy and light. Yeah. All right. Um, at some point, uh, what do we do? The, the greeting between the two of you and then we'll add in the last two characters. Uh, let's see. What time of day do you think you'd arrive? Um, probably morning, because the trip from Mithland is about a day and change, so we probably traveled a whole day, slept, and then got yeah, there early the next day. Uh, I think... I think you probably smell fish cooking. Mm -hmm. Like, I've been trying to... I know everybody's coming, so like I'm smoking fish to preserve for later and that that kind of that kind of smell so that's yeah that's the the business i'm about when you arrive nice um i think after putting down his bag he looks at your beautiful wall of drawings and just stands there for a long minute so you just hear singing and the singing stops as he soaks the whole thing in and then um would kind of smell on the wind and start to follow the scent. Um, Hannah. Hello. I, I heard you come in. I didn't expect you. Oh, sorry. I was a bit um, behind. I got a bit preoccupied. No, no. I, I didn't expect you. Oh. You, you were more than ready to face the darkness. Yes, I had... A lot of thinking to do over the long winter. You look wonderful. Your your art has improved drastically. It looks incredible. Thank you. Yes, yes. That's been my habit of the winter. Incredible. Anything else of note? Yes. Uh, was, was everything all right at home? I didn't make it as far as I thought I was going to. Uh, I arrived in the Shire and... I spent some time thinking about how it's been more of a home to me than my previous home. Uh, and I got to thinking about how much joy the children in the Shire had when we visited. And so I have taken it upon myself to care for one of the young there that Ooh. lost family. That's incredible. In the, the Burn Beast attacks. You'll have to tell me all about them. Yes, yes. As soon as I discover who they are, yes. I will let you know. <laughs> um, we'll do like a fade to black on the yes, let me. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you'll, at the very end of it, see Erlen still pulling out books and trying to find this child's name. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. <laughs> awesome. Um, so in the middle of this wonderful conversation, uh, we hear the song again, sung by Runa, so you can learn it. Um, and you see the the kind of magically uh kind of the doors open they're they're kind of normal but they 
kind of creep open the ancient stone, kind of scratching against itself in a sound that is very familiar to the rest of you, um, as is Runa's voice. And the two of them enter together. And uh, you're probably a little surprised to see another person, but not shocked. But I think that they've decided after both of you had left, or did you decide to before that? I think the invitation was open. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like as soon as the song is finished, um, she goes back to chatting whatever conversation we were having before <laughs> the song happened, and like you two hear them chatting like old friends. Hmm. Welcome home. Hanar, it's so good to see you. I, I'm glad that the winters found you well. And, and you as well. Welcome. Our meager home. Oh, it's wonderful to, to be here, to be included, to see you both. It uh, lightens the room to have you join us. Well, I'm, I'm grateful for that. Uh, Ru- Runa has been regaling me with tales of all of your adventures. and Has she? <laughs> we have many. Many to tell. Most of them good. Or she fell down in more of them than she tells. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. But I'm excited to join you on, on this journey. Hopefully you remain certain when we um, travel north and find horrible monsters locked in a mountain. Oh, I do love horrible monsters not in a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to kind of fade on this for a minute. Uh, Lyriel, you are going to notice that there are four sleeping areas in this, and one of them is very small. (laughs) So there's going to have to be either another one added or some modification to the one that used to be Sausage, our dear hobbit's bed, um, before he decided to retire with his love Petunia. Um, So, uh, yeah, would you want to keep Sausage's place, or would you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to make another sleeping place for you so that Sausage's home is available when he wants to visit. And, uh, yeah, all right. And we'll have a scene where you're kind of singing and chatting and talking late into the night. I think Lyriel, I mean, I'll just ask a character. This, this place looks long abandoned. How did you learn the song to enter? It was a, um, it's how we met, actually. We were tasked by a very interesting fortune teller. Mm. Mm. And his great dog. Mm, yes. Oh, well, someone with a dog can't be bad. Correct. Very good dog. <laughs> <laughs> can't be all bad. <laughs> we'll put that. If I remember correctly, we each held a little bit of a, of the song, but it took, well, all four of us. Uh, our friend Sausage has... Oh, wait. I, am I not supposed to tell her? I mean, that's up to you. Yeah. I think she wouldn't. Uh, okay. Uh, she'd say... Our... I mean, you're here, and there's very clearly a bed for a yeah. person. But, uh, yeah. I think she wouldn't say his name, though. Okay. Because he told us not to that's true. tell people. Yes. Um, our... Uh, our dear friend, who was once part of our fellowship, who has is living oh. <laughs> well, yes. 
Um, That's a relief. I just decided to move on to different pastures. Uh, held the fourth part of our song, but it took all of us to open the gates. Mm. And um, I have some other locations spotted, though. There's um, Many of them have leaks, so we'll have to patch them up a bit. Oh, oh, well, of course, we can work on that. So we're going to have you, or, I mean, we can role play it out if you want. You're good. Okay. Um, so in your conversation that evening, um, uh, did you decide before you left that you were going to seek out the, in the mountains? Okay, great. Or I didn't know if you'd already had that conversation. So you kind of start making plans. Um, you would have heard the story of how on the road they met, um, like a kind of a vengeful spirit and, uh, who was using pieces of treasure to lure travelers and, um, killing them Mm. and saying that it was, uh, someone, um, a a nobleman from a few ages ago, um, like very, very fine clothing, um, of, uh, like the ancestors of the Numenorians, basically. So uh, the the those who came after Numenus, um, using this beautifully um, like gilded bird cage that was kind of like a wind up. Um, that's so the bird inside sang songs, but it was very clearly like made of pure gold, um, and played this beautiful song to lure people near, and then he would kill them. And they he the the ghost was defeated. Um, by our wonderful party here, but he was defeated and he was like, it's too late. It's too late as he faded. Um, so they got the beautiful birdcage and which you're carrying still, or you left it with your... It's in the archive. It's in the archive. 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 (laughs) So they left it with Runa's family. Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) the, um, but you, you got information about where it came from. Um, it came from one of the, the prince's, um whose name is somewhere on a post-it near yep, here. Yep, I have it somewhere. Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, who came after when Arnor started breaking apart. So by that point, it had broken into basically three separate kingdoms by siblings, um, and uh, they were much lesser, less than they had been at, at one point. And I will find those notes eventually. Um, but they would have re, uh, told you the story of the of the birdcage and that they knew it was part of a treasure that had pro- that was probably still up in the mountains. Potentially guarded by a very scary beast. A terrifying monster. Yes. But there aren't terrifying monsters. You have my book. That might be where it is. Oh, it might be Ruh-oh. in there. <laughs> Stealing Kimmy's secrets. I asked. You did. How would you know which color to have it was? I wouldn't. <laughs> um, so... Uh, Maybe it's not this one, but um, so that that would kind of be like recounting that. And uh, what's your lore? You have a lot of knowledge of things of that are not like common to your people, Lurio, or is this something? Or um, are you? I mean, I let's see. I have enemy lore. Um, okay. it'll be under the, it's the bottom of your wits. Oh, okay, sorry. Okay. Oh, my lore is three. Oh, oh dang. Pretty yeah, me, okay. yeah. Wow, okay, so you know quite a bit about things that are not necessarily linked with just the history of the elves, mm-hmm. um, which makes sense, because you've been traveling, and you've been, you know, wanting to, uh, 
listening to stories. Yeah. yeah. So you definitely would um, know the things. Aha! On the post-it that just appeared as I was, like, trying to vamp. (laughs) Um, So um, you know about King Avendui, who is, um, he was the king of Arthendel. And it was uh, a kingdom that eventually fell. And he, he was fleeing with a bunch of his treasure um, and got stuck up in the old dwarven mines um, that at the time, uh, up in the Blue Mountains. Um, and they were, stu- they were trapped there for quite some time. Um, eventually, some of them did escape, but many of them perished while they were up there. Um, and it's sort of a, uh, a a sad story of just more of the fall of humanity, uh, of yeah. the greatness of, of humanity. Um, so yeah, so you would know kind of the history of that. And when they start, and when they said that uh, you 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 got the 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 name from a, a quite a number of people when they mm-hmm. mentioned yeah. that it was a piece of that treasure. You would also know the story and probably be able to throw in a few more details. Um, just from your vast knowledge of three. <laughs> Do you guys look different? Oh, yeah. Um, Runa looks more put together. Yeah. Like, you'd notice that um, she ha- still has her same, like, armor and tunic, but, like, the little repairs here and there from, like, being out hunting and getting snagged on a branch and catching things on and stuff it's like the stitching is like better but also decorative like a little it looks a little elven like she made it fancy um and she's still kind of like her normal goofy self but there's a little bit more of just like a um kind of at ease presence with her, um, and you notice that around her neck she has um, a chain that has a bunch of different uh, tiny whistles on it. Oh, they're for bird calls. You don't say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's got the um, the dagger that Elrond gave her, like on her belt. And um, Kimmy, I'll let you decide what they are, but um, probably like a couple small trinkets from the princes. She would give them a present for yeah. for Yule. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I'll think about that. Yeah, it's horrible. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but she just looks a little bit more like, like her mother's poise, but still her. She's mm-hmm. still a goofball. We traded. Yeah. This is yeah. weird. <laughs> um, Lariel's hair is longer. She hasn't cut it, and it's just a little more wild. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's uh, her boots. Are a little different because they're more waterproof. <laughs> <laughs> it's a case. Which I think yeah. I'm not. I'm not going through that again. No, that was gross. <laughs> um, Amazing. The swamp had many lessons to teach. <laughs> it did. And um, she's decided to like wear a little circlet. Oh, yeah. Because she likes. Go it. home, get a new look, get exactly. a new do. <laughs> a new do. You know, I'll maybe I'll say my my parents gave it to me. Oh, yeah, for you. Nice. Um. Can I add some details of the circle? Of course. Okay. I mean, if you have idea, like an idea of what it is. None. Okay. <laughs> um, so we're gonna say that there's a very clear star on the front mm-hmm. because the stars mean so much to the elves. Yes. 
Um, and then we're going to say that um, there are uh, leaves from the trees of Lothoria kind of woven together for the rest of it to kind of acknowledge the wisdom and uh, and growth you did while you spent your time there. That, you know, that, that easy 50 years you spent in Lothoria. <laughs> it's <laughs> so, like a week. But moment. Yeah. It's like spring break. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so that was just kind of showing That's them how, yeah, <laughs> how proud they were of, like, you're going there and meeting Lady Galadriel and all those things. So, and spending time with your aunt and, and things like that. So, okay. um, so yeah, it's like a silver mm -hmm. circlet, but with like golden kind of leaves on top of it. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Sorry, it's very pretty. I got distracted by your thoughts. We're going to start yeah. designing jewelry. We've done it quite a few times at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, it was also like I, I got married and I had one just oh, exactly like that. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why I had a gold tree themed wedding, gold and silver trees. Weird. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. That's not at all a running theme in your life. <laughs> That's very strange. Not like you. Anyways. Um, okay, perfect. Anything? Um... Well, then we are going to end there for this evening. I yep. think I think specifically right. after we figure out accommodations and stuff, Hannah would start to spend time trying to make a nicer bed mm. for Lyriel to have a place oh, here. Oh, I think Erlen would help. You. Yeah, well, you're way better at it than I am. <laughs> but I think you would see that he's better at acquiring the wood than the last time where oh, he was like, you yeah. can do that. Right. But this time you see that he's been out chopping wood. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we get, like, the shirtless moment with, like... Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's kind of where we're going. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm okay with this. Yeah. Right? I appreciate it. <laughs> um, all right. Nice. Okay. Um, right now? Yeah. Any other shirtless moments we have to have before we leave? <laughs> I no, think okay. uh, Runa awkwardly asks you if you've been climbing stuff. <laughs> how bad you are. <laughs> Trees. Good. Doing more than just looking at them. Good. I always told you they're more interesting from up, up top. Debatable, but yes. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Perfect. All right, yeah. We'll end on this beautiful note. Um, so, yeah, next time we will start with our adventure going to the Old Dwarf Mine. Uh -huh. Yay! Finally. Yeah. A thousand years later. It's one of the very first side quests that we were offered. Oh, <laughs> it's totally fine. And I'll bring the birdcage next time so you can see what it looks like. It's so cool. Um, and, uh, all right. So that was wonderful. That was a oh. wonderful Yule phase. And I know it's a kind of a weird place to jump in, Michelle. I appreciate it. No, perfect. <laughs> you know. I love it. This Glad you made a character. Fun. Let's change it totally mechanically. Let's do a whole bunch of adding to it right away, immediately. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just putting down page numbers. I'm going to add. It'll be yeah. <laughs> totally know? fine. Um, awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us for session number 19 of the Unsung Tales. Um, and I'd like to thank our chat mods for their incredible hard work. And um, thank you to our amazing Patreons who keep us ad-free and independent. It's because of you that we're able to play games we enjoy without having to deal with getting, you know, sponsorships or ads, because we hate ads too. Um, you keep us ad-free and independent. Um, and you can join the heroic ranks and support what we do um, at happyjacks.org slash Patreon. And just a heads up, we are a not-for-profit channel, so none of us profit from this. We 
break even. We spend money, make our studio better. We buy stuff to keep the fridge filled. Um, and we pay for a lot of hosting after 13 years of podcasts. So <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> um, so thank you again so much. And you can help them and, you know, make our product better. Um, and let's go around the table and we'll start with Dave this time. Introduce yourselves uh -huh. and social media and announcements and where we can find you, etc. <laughs> Hi. Uh, once again, I'm Kadave. Uh, it's been fun as always being Hanar. Uh, it's just a wonderful Monday evening. Um, as far as other real life things, I'm sorry you missed the Renaissance Pleasure Fair in California <laughs> until next year. Um, in the meantime, I'm gonna try and sleep this week. Please, <laughs> please. That would be delightful. Yeah. Um, yes. uh, beyond that, I need to get back to streaming stuff myself. So keep an eye on Twitch for CA Sith Lord. Uh, and I don't know what, uh, maybe I'll get back to Dave the Diver. Yeah, You'll <laughs> yes. go see what that Kraken is. Right? Yes. There are so many things I need to learn about that game that I have not yet. Uh, and then uh, there many new states have been added to American Truck Simulator, so maybe I'll get back on the road. We'll see. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I've been Michelle, and I will be continue to be Michelle, and I'm super glad to be on this show. Um, very welcoming cast. You know, you guys are lovely. And you can find me on the socials at Michelle and you can also find me on 12-Sided Stories podcast, uh, playing many, many different characters. Yes, so many. <laughs> so many. I've lost count. But um, I think right now Otherworld Seattle is out. Mm -hmm. uh, and we have big stuff in store. So Amazing. Go support them. We love them. Yeah. We're in our family of pods. It's very good. Oh, goodness. Hello. I'm Kai. <laughs> I've been uh, Erland. Uh, you can find me on all social media platforms except for the one that's hard to get on right now uh, as Estelle of Imladris. Um Weird how that's my name. Uh, Amazing. <laughs> and how I got here. Who knows? Um, gosh, what do I have going on right now? Uh, we just dropped a new episode uh, from The Lore Brewery, the podcast that I co-produce with my friends where we record in my friend's sewing room. Uh, uh, we are currently doing a 5e fairy tale adventure called Far Far Away. Uh, we just dropped episode eight on yesterday. Uh, it's one of my absolute favorites. It, uh, we are playing uh, fairy tale characters, um, the fairy tales that you know as grim dark as they were actually written. Uh, and it's quite a time and my character goes through some harrowing stuff in this last episode. Mm. Um, we've been chased the woods and there was a giant, giant swan no, goose. Swans in this game. Swans in this game. <laughs> uh, all, all bird, all giant waterfowl are now off limits. Um, and then you can find me here in a week, um, unless Kimmy bars the door. Uh, and not playing in it. You can find. Oh, hey, I did this other thing. I was the costume designer for a web series called The Party. Um, there we go. That's the. I was like, there was something else I was supposed to plug. <laughs> uh, the Party is a web series that is entirely out now, available on YouTube. Go check it out. Um, it is a web series about a group of friends that play tabletop together, and it's not about the tabletop. It's about the friends you make along the way, right? That's how that works. Yeah, uh, I would agree. And I got to be the costume designer for a wonderful project. Um, check it out. We have broken well over 200 viewers 
uh, 200,000 viewers. Yeah, That's the way. 200K <laughs> on our pilot episode, mm -hmm. and the other episodes are equally huge. We have incredible guest stars, including including Vince Casso, Becca Scott. Um, we had little uh, cameos from a bunch of other wonderful tabletop performers from around the internet. Uh, go check it out. It was made by people from this community, for people in this community, and it was such a labor of love. It was so fun. So go support the party and give them all of my love as well. <laughs> Go, Sam. <laughs> oh, no, it's me. Hello, I'm Sam, uh, also known as Runa, your friendly neighborhood bird conversationalist. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on the internet at Red Pandroid. Um, uh, most of the socials, you'll probably just see pictures of my dog and me in weird costumes, honestly. But occasionally, I will post links to um, weird art I make on a t-shirt or other forms of clothing that you can buy from my store, stearnastore.com. Um, if you like things that are both creepy and cute, like me, go check out my art. <laughs> Accurate, that's okay. Yep. And I'm Kimmy. I have been your lore master. You can find me at Golden Lasso Girl pretty much everywhere on the internet. Um, or if you at Happy Jacks RPG anywhere, it's also me, so do that. Um, uh, you can find the games that I make at GoldenLassoGames.com. Um, this weekend, we will be at Strategicon, both as Golden Lasso Games and Happy Jacks RPG. Oh, two so, hats. Many, many hats. So uh, I will be, we're having our first Happy Jacks booth at uh, Strategicon. So we actually, it's going to be um, as seen on the Happy Jacks network, which will kind of be a co-op table of different like game designers. Yeah because we're all kind of broke and we figured having one table that we all shared and could like share, sell our stuff from at different times would be a better investment than all of us trying to afford our tables together. So as seen on Happy Jack's RPG Network is actually going to be like Golden Lasso Games will be there, probably OK Games will be there, a bunch of other people popping in and out as they're available to sell their stuff there. Um, so check that out in the dealer room at uh, Strategicon this weekend. If you're going to be there, it's at the Hilton LAX. Um, I am stressed about selling my stuff in person to people for the first time, it will be fine. You're going to do so good. It'll, it'll be great. Sell itself. It's going to sell it'll itself. It'll be great. And then on Saturday, we're doing our live podcast from the con at 7.30, which if you're at the con, come join us because you can talk on the podcast. Like Anybody can just show up and talk about the games you ran or played or want to talk about. It's very, very fast and loose. And uh, yeah. I was just going to say, don't forget to take some metallic Sharpies. If you're selling your own stuff, somebody's going to be like, put your autograph on there. And you'll be like, I only have a pencil. That's not going to happen. But that's not. I, I should take my challenge me for a, like, a useful reason because like, I might need to write prices on things because all my games are black colored. So having like, it's a good idea. Useful. Uh, I'll pay you $5 if somebody asks. Not in this room. What <laughs> <laughs> if I bribe someone? Yeah, no, no. You're not allowed to tell anybody. But if somebody asks for my autograph, I'm it's not, on you, chat. Yeah. yeah. Not not you, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> or Nick. You're gonna turn in his chair. <laughs> yeah. Um, then I will pay you five dollars. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Right. I'm all excited right. to find out. <laughs> so all right. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, please join us next Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. Um, if you want to catch the next episode, if you want to catch all the past adventures, many of which we alluded to this evening, uh, you can go to happyjacks.org slash unsungtales. It has been an epic journey. Um, it's amazing, and I love this game so much. Um, and if you want to find all the other Happy Jacks APs that we've been making for the last 13 years, there's, like, so many of them. Uh, you can visit the Happy Jacks Network at happyjacks.org.
Thank you all so much. And we will see you next week. Bye. 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 This show is a product of the Happy Jacks RPG Network. Visit happyjacks.org for more information and to find all our streams and podcasts.